everybody, and welcome to episode 360 of Video Game Apocalypse, the apocalypse that distracts you from the apocalypse. I'm your host, <laughs> Michael Raparez. Who else is joining me here in the mystical, magical Patty O'Rourke Memorial Studio of the Airwaves? Thank you for that patron at patreon.com slash laser time. This is Gone by Easter, Chris Antista. Uh, and and I, I do want to say, uh, it, hopefully hopefully that's not the case because, yeah, we should have at least our first little bit of preview of Sick of Star Wars, the new Patreon-exclusive show in addition to Bonus Time and 302010 Games Edition. we got a new episode of that with you guys for March. Well, who else is joining us before we continue? Fervent pear harvester, Matthew Allen. And special guest... Uh, Leif, my internet sucks, but bear with me, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, the it, I did what the cardinal sin of I don't like to make shows longer than the thing we're talking about. But turns out there was a lot to say about Phantom Menace, and not necessarily Phantom Menace, but like I decided to start it off with like, do you guys remember the 16 years with no Star Wars? Seems weird now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was that there was like two years in there where no one talked about it, dude. Uh, this it's it's so I I obviously have done so many of these and edit a ton of podcasts, so I cringe at audio snafus but if you turn on the news the reporters are streaming from their homes all the awkwardness we had in our first year of podcasting with skype that's what that's what cnn and msnbc are right oh, now it's Jesus hilarious Christ. no 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 you talk i'm sorry no, no. and then and then, the, and then they'll just it, get cut off and go to commercial because like their signals will just drop it's, it's it's like independence day and we're like all the amateur pilots that are coming to fight the alien mm-hmm. threat mm-hmm. yeah it's it's to me it's like it's the hardest thing about this whole pandemic situation other than the death is the things we're gonna get forced to get used to and now that the news the professional cable news looks like a streamer with two hundred dollars like, like, yeah, it turns out we never needed all that production value anyway. Every 30 something white guy with a paunch and a beard is like, I've been preparing for this for the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, but look at the bright side. Think of all the adorable children that could come marching in at any second. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments in news history. Those two girls got a little piece of animation. I forget what they were they were nicknamed. That was so funny. Because that girl marched in there like mm-hmm. she was taking over a town. Yeah. It was awesome. You know why she was doing that, right? Because she thought that her dad was talking to Grandma. And she wanted to come in and talk to Grandma. God, that's so funny. That makes me so happy thinking about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. More. Happier times. Uh, <laughs> in spite of it all, we've got a fun show for all of you bunkering down out there. This week, you know, I, I know we, we shouldn't, like, we should try to get away from this pandemic stuff, but I wanted to do something to honor doctors this week. That's a good idea. We're kind of seeing, like, this is the dark side of being a doctor, the the so-called dream career that, like, yes, sometimes it's just a high-pressure job that results in getting a lot of money and a lot of perks, <laughs> but sometimes you have to be the front lines against something like an epidemic and mm-hmm. it's terrifying uh, my my uncle in madrid is a doctor and Holy I, shit. he had called my dad after getting off like a 24 hour shift Jesus and being Christ. completely exhausted like how how do you even like the human body can't put up with that kind what, of stress what happened i thought he worked in nintendo <laughs> <laughs> i have more than one uncle matt and and yeah, you're you're hearing a bunch of stories about that. Like in in Italy, for instance, it's just like uh, doctors have 
long forgotten over there to, to worry whether or not they're going to get COVID. But like not just, just doctors. I do want to give a shout out nurses. to all frontline healthcare workers, yes. nurses, uh, physicians, assistants, anyone. I mean, because a lot of those people are, are, yeah, they're the ones that kind of don't get mentioned, but they are on the front lines as much as, if not more, than the doctors right. themselves. So big right. shout and, out to them. And they them. don't have the fucking boat that the, most of the doctors have. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I know and went to high school with a certified hero. My friend Ray is a respiratory therapist. Oh, so shit. he is. We yeah. need him. Damn. Yes. We need him right now. Sorry. But anyway, doctors. We, I did promise to distract people from the apocalypse. And it's <laughs> it's actually been a pretty good week if you're a gamer. And to shut in, mm-hmm. we've got we've got Half Life Alex, which just came out. Obviously, uh, everybody, every single person on Twitter, including presumably Joe Biden and uh, Bernie Sanders, <laughs> are nuts about Animal Crossing. And we can talk more about that. Um, Fuck yeah, we can. <laughs> Hell yeah. Except, except when Biden threatened to fist fight uh, Stitches when he confronted him about gun control. That was just really awkward. You're still uh, hung Tom, up on that. Tom Nook had to step in. It was really strange. I don't know. Yeah, I heard. I heard Bernie Sanders only one percent complete with it. And never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never anyway. mind. But everybody's everybody's nuts about Animal Crossing, the Doom Eternal's, the other stuff. But uh, we are going to kick this off with the top five games where you can be a doctor. I am actually kind of proud of this list, even though it's kind of seat of my pantsy. Uh, every single game on this list is completely different from every other game on the right. list. It, and it made me think, because like, I fucking suggested Okami, and I understand why it got swatted down. Because you're like a, you're, you're restoring, I made the argument you're restoring health and balance and, and wellness yeah. to the world, but it, 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 seems, it, it seems like doctors, you could make a much more interesting game out of a, a doctor. They are, mm-hmm. it, it is kind of a superpower. Or at the very heroes, least, yeah. Batman, he's just, he, they only work in one building. I think that's the problem. <laughs> I think that's mm. the problem. Yeah, if you can get yeah. the idea of a mobile doctor, like a Batman doctor, a guy who runs around the city healing the sick on the streets, like mm. you could, that, that's that could be gamified. At, at the very least, we should have the Phoenix Wright equivalent. You know, right. like just as popular, like with a doctor. <laughs> we might be talking about that. Oh goodness! But we will get into top five doctor games right after this. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparas and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. This goddamn segment, 1990, the probably one of the biggest games of this entire generation. He's back. All you had to do was ask Super Mario Brothers 3 from Nintendo. Shut the fuck up. This took you over half a decade to make a true sequel to one of your most <laughs> best games ever. <laughs> and it's been out in Japan for almost two years. All you had to do was ask. But, you know, yeah. apparently it, had, it, it came down to, like, a literal chip shortage of, like, it was difficult to get this game over here in time, which yeah. is responsible for a lot of the delay. But it is, both in Japan and here, it is the first true... Mario 3 is the first true sequel to Super Mario Brothers. One of the best-selling Asterix games of all time. But there was a total... Like, if you can imagine in a much smaller world, in the Super Mario Brothers, you could turn into Fireball Mario. That was like a game-changer. 
And then Mario 2 had no such thing. And then this edit went from one to six, I think a total of six transformations. Yeah, yeah there was Frog, Raccoon, Tanuki, Hammer. Uh, Oh yeah, the hammer, yeah, hammer the Mario. Hammer Brothers suit was so it's fucking so badass. Cool. Oh my yeah, god. Dude. Yeah, I mean are, you, are we counting the shoe? Cuz for for whatever reason that wasn't translated. Karibo is the Japanese name for the Goombas. So it's mm. it, it would just be Goomba's shoe. And I remember but, my dad and my grandfather when I opened the Mario manual. It's like, uh, "Oh, those are Goombas." And my grandfather's like, "Goomba, I mean, it's friend. That's your friend. Don't touch your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Go up and hug him. Say hello. <laughs> no. Not to be confused with Guma. That's a word. <laughs> I got this guy in this other castle. She's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, my Guma. So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yeah! And we're back! To talk about what? Doctors and Dr. Cuervo, paging Dr. Cuervo. Please come to the VGA booth. Dr. Cuervo. Yes. Dr. Games. Dr. Games. Don't confuse our Canadian listeners. That is their GameStop, I believe. Dr. Games? Yes. That was a dumb joke. Why am I laughing? It's not a joke. I'm pretty sure that's a dead retail chain of games. Dr. Games. No, 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 no. I swear. Let's kick it off with a bona fide classic. Number five. What does uh, what? This is like a fucking trauma movie over. <laughs> uh, it's it's got about as much gore as your average trauma movie too. Is this Surgeon Simulator? This is Surgeon Simulator. Uh, by uh, Bossa Studios, which also did I Am Bread, a, a similarly awkward kind of flop around and destroy things kind of game. Uh, yeah, th- this falls in the same genre to me as like Octodad, hmm. like floppy control. The awkwardness really, genre, yeah. like somebody yeah. I, when it came out said like paging Dr. Quop, like Q-W-O-P, like that, that weird game about like trying to control a runner. Oh yeah, Quop. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who have never played Surgeon Simulator and presumably only watched YouTubers scream at it. <laughs> it is a really purposely awkward game where you have you, you control a surgeon's arm. Uh, the, I, I think, W, E, R, and space keys control his fingers, making them curl around things. You move the arm up and down by holding the mouse button, and uh, you rotate it by holding the, the right mouse button. So it's it's super awkward. It makes no sense. And it's a lot of fun because you're just in this operating room. You have to accomplish some vague task. You don't have to do it well. But things are constantly conspiring against you and flying around. And there's a lot of physics. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have played this at some point. I haven't played it, but I've, I, like it's it's one of those games that's built a stream essentially because yeah, there's, there's, there's not a lot of success states in the game <laughs> like you're mostly supposed to be like a, like the doctor version of a kid playing in a pile of leaves just mm-hmm. jump in and throw stuff around yeah yeah it always gave me strong operation vibes just without a buzzer mm-hmm. 
Yeah, pretty I'm much. The doctor for you. A little bit more gore, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like... I don't know, man. Uh, that funny bone, that, that bread basket, that was pretty yeah. gory shit for, for a young kid. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think I got past the first operation for the first time today because it's it's really tough. And uh, one of the the toughest things is just like trying to break open that first rib cage, which you have to meticulously like pick up this rotating bone saw and uh, (laughs) get it into the ribs without tearing up the organs and making your patient bleed. Did somebody say bone saw? (laughs) saw. (laughs) Yeah. He's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Love bone saw. It's, it's my favorite part about Spider-Man canon. We're <laughs> um, annoying Michael, but that's fine. Yeah, I think they. If he uh, thinks he can talk for more than ten minutes about Surgeon Simulator. I uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, but it, so it it does challenge you to do more and more elaborate things that make you more and more miserable. At first, you're just in an operating room, but eventually, you have to. Try to do like a double kidney transplant in the back of a speeding ambulance that keeps bouncing over things and sending everything flying. At one point, you actually have to operate in orbit. (laughs) (laughs) You can imagine what zero G does to all your surgical implements and your organs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's my here's here's my question for you though: Is this Gross to you? No, I I wanted it's, a compliment and I'm walking cartoon, kind of a to be yeah. It's, it's a fine line. They it the 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 visuals aren't terribly graphic. Like no. almost like the lighting is better than like the modeling on the organs mm-hmm. and the bones. Well, it's kind of like did you ever have like one of those plastic anatomical models that like it's like a human torso with guts yeah. in your school? Right. Yeah. No, but my, 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 my dad was the, the guy on PBS who wore the suit with all the organs on oh, it. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So. Slim Goodbye. <laughs> yes, that suit, that suit. That was my dad. <laughs> um, it's also possible to impair yourself while operating by uh, touching the wrong hypodermic needle. You can you can drug yourself accidentally, and uh, everything starts to swim, and gets even more difficult. Um, this also came to VR, and they, they, there's a uh, free Surgeon Simulator VR where you can operate on, I think, the heavy from Team Fortress Two, and there's also Surgeon Simulator ER, which is the full experience in VR, and is a lot less awkward unless you're having tracking problems with your headset, like I did, and your hand <laughs> just keeps. Like shooting halfway across the room for no reason. The game wasn't as good once the George Clooney DLC was removed from the store, though. It's true. It's true. It's true, and they could never nail that Caesar cut. Man, it's <laughs> really hard to did model. Did they pull the Trump DLC? I forget. I want to say there was one where you had to. Yeah, you could. You had to yeah. look for his heart. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh. oh, it's missing. <laughs> Where'd it go? Uh. I think that's where I first started watching. This Shirt this corpse is full of hot air. This this man, there's nothing inside. He's just hot air. Surgeon uh, Simulator. It's it's fun in a very weird way. It's mm-hmm. absolutely worth playing once. Yeah, <laughs> looks like the kind of game. Yeah, you play one or two times and you go, okay, I, I know what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you get through an operation, you're damn lucky. I have no idea who the, how the YouTubers that get through like perfect runs do it, but uh, kudos to them. 
uh, the, I believe in the most watched YouTube video that comes up very early in, in a Google search, it's a, a poor real surgeon being demand, being asked to play this game. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I have patience. Yes. <laughs> you work to do. Yeah. Anyway. Well, if you want something a little bit more serious. Number four. Dr. Reed here has just returned from the front. He served King Country and will be joining us here at Pembroke. We're very lucky to have gained a surgeon of his talent, and one so experienced in blood transfusions. Ooh, blood transfusions. What could this be? It's set after the First World War in London, in the midst of another pandemic, this time the, the influenza outbreak of 1918. Any clues? No, you're the guy who's supposed to tell us. No, that's true. I am. All right, well, let's do this. I have the utmost admiration for your research. And what a turn of fate. England's most esteemed blood specialist returns to London a vampire. <sighs> that word again from a so-called man of science. I understand. Traditionally, the role of science is to refute myth. But when myth walks among us... Yes, this is vampire or vampire, however you're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, yeah, this is a, a, an adventure game by Don't Nod, the people who did Remember Me. And, life, and is life is strange. Yeah, life is strange, that too. Yeah, you are a vampire surgeon who gets a job at Pembroke Hospital in, in London, and it's at the height of this epidemic. And one of the neat things about this game is that as you get to know people, you can either eat pretty much anyone almost immediately if you want to, but you would be better served by helping them with their problems and their specifically their health issues and the healthier they are the better the quality of their blood is but the more time you spend helping them the more you might get attached to them so you might be at a point where like you have characters that are very friendly toward you or useful and time to harvest them or not but if you don't kill people you won't really be able to level up so you'll be kind of weak but if you do kill them then Things become much more dark and chaotic as uh, London loses the support that these people provide, and mm. you have to fight a lot more enemies. A little bit of the old Bioshock. Do, do you harvest? Uh, I do. I do want to point out this is also a plot point from the Twilight series of uh, having the vampire also be a doctor as cover for, mm. for their skills. It's it's pretty good cover. You have to admit. I could see it being a good cover like in other times. I mean, for the vampire. But, I mean, during a pandemic at a hospital, mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, that can't be ideal. I mean. Well, the vampire <laughs> can't get sick. He's a vampire. Oh, yeah. see, I didn't, I, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you could still like, ah, he, oh, he lost a lot of blood. Like, he was. He was here visiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wasn't the patient. Oh, we lost another one. Uh, but you do, you do actually spend time as a doctor in the game helping people out. Do you need any help? I'm afraid I may, sir. I don't mean to be a burden. You are not a burden, sir. Healing you is my responsibility. Yeah, we're practically in Victorian times, so take these smelling salts. They should help with the vapors. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> I know it's Edwardian. Who cares? Um, <laughs> the mannerisms are very similar. Did you did you really love this? Were you the one? I wasn't the one. I, I do like it. I like it more in concept than in gameplay because... Okay. Yes, I, yeah, I remember yeah. reading a lot of that. Like It's really easy to appreciate from a distance, but a little mm -hmm. difficult to get through. 
Yeah. I'm still very curious. It, it is it is kind of strange. It, it has that sort of ludonarrative dissonance feeling where it's just like, I was just sent on a simple errand into the next building of this hospital. Why is it filled with these low-level vampires that I have to hack and slash my way through? <laughs> Did nobody notice that these were here? This seems like a problem. Yeah. Hmm. And, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm still hung up on the the blood thing. So is mm-hmm. that just like drinking milk that's out of date or something like that? <laughs> meat. What do you mean? Like, you know, if it's a sick person and you're yeah, in it was a drink if, if it's a sick person, the blood is lower quality, so you get less XP from it. Uh, oh, but if the better quality their blood is, the more XP you get and the more you I can see. level up and, mm. and unlock new abilities and be more resilient in a fight. I see. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder if GameStop is uh, giving less money to people hawking their shit because of COVID. Uh, never mm. mind. Sorry. Just, just <laughs> yeah, a reminder: yeah. if you haven't played this and want to try, it is still on Game Pass for right. now, but it's leaving mm-hmm. any day this month. Yeah. So hurry up and play it. So if you've got Game Pass, you can still play it for free. Oh, yeah. And then you can experience great dramatic moments like this surgery that is decided mostly by telltale style conversation choices i need to perform a tracheostomy short pipe that rubber tube will do we're going to cut a passage for air through the neck yes doctor he's breathing again but he's coughing up blood internal hemorrhaging i need to make another incision into the chest cavity to drain the fluids from the lung prepare another tube a thoracostomy. Doctor, we've nothing to fight the infection. We need an aseptic environment. Don't question me, nurse. I need a drain. Now. Yes, doctor. Directly into my mouth. Do it. <laughs> His trachea Strong. will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, there is a certain amount of like, oh, he has to deal with blood all the time. What a strange temptation for him. He's, he's so thirsty. You've got to kill people to survive. But do you really? Yeah. Is that edging? That's edging, right? Yeah, we got edging. It's edging, yeah, okay. edging, edging. the game. Yeah. <laughs> Never gonna. Is that is that that's what the new systems are offering, right? Ray edging. A <laughs> <laughs> little, little bit of a throwback to last week's episode, folks. Yeah. Uh, go listen to it, unless you don't want to. In which case, we understand. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off! No, in which case, fuck off. In which case, you've probably already turned this off and have walked away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, Vampire. I, I enjoy what I've played, and I know people who really love it and swear by it, and I've seen reviews that uh, say otherwise. But uh, it's it's a really cool concept that's that's definitely worth exploring. Yeah, I feel like I, like collectively my Metacritic in my brain has this, like, is this a, like a less embarrassing Heavy Rain? It's ambitious and trying to do something very different. There's more gameplay than yeah. Heavy Rain, right? Yeah, yeah. More, yeah, there is more gameplay. There's actual... I got that impression from slashing up the vampires or whatever you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't happen in Heavy Rain. <laughs> no, it, like, right. atmospherically, it kind of reminds me of a little bit of Bloodborne. Like, not that deep of a combat system obviously but just like the the like okay if if everything is kind of like quasi victorian yeah moist and (laughs) dusty and there's all these you know stooped over people in suits who are going crazy and attacking you and yeah Hmm. a lot of frock coats and various unnecessary layers and vests and weird that's more greedfall like again this is post-world war one so a little less frock coaty yeah he knows he was there i was this is me me acting out having just turned 40 everyone is older than me (laughs) well michael is a vampire with a y so you know it's fine it's true 
I'm a peer <laughs> among vampires. Anyway, let's move on to... Number three. Good patients try to behave like human beings. That means you. Uh, let's see. This is a hospital sim with a... Is this two-point hospital? This is two-point hospital. Which... So I want to talk really quickly. So some listener pointed out to me, I guess we just... Is it a thing where in America, I guess theme, this is part of the theme hospital series, which apparently is this big series in the UK. It it is, well, this is a a spiritual successor to theme hospital, which was made by, like, in the 90s by Bullfrog and is like part of the, it's, it's actually a spinoff of theme park. But, but yeah, like playing them back to back today, it's like, oh, these are more or less the same game. (laughs) They're very similar. Yeah. Just, you know, 30 years apart. Like I, I heard about the, the this particular game because Danny O'Dwyer was kind of tweeting about it when it first came out, and mm-hmm. I en- ended up checking it out on sale. And I really like it because I like old school kind of sim games like Roller Coaster Tycoon, and it's a mm-hmm. little bit of that, but it it definitely has that bullfrog British sense of humor in it. Like I, the I don't know what you're talking about. This guy has a flawless. American accent. At Two Point Hospital, over 52% of our patients believe they leave healthier than when they arrived. Our precisely calibrated equipment is operated by compassionate healthcare practitioners, many of whom have even been to medical school or watched ER. Mm. There you go. <laughs> you know you're in <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, the kind of jokes they have in there is like, patients complain of lightheadedness, and it's literally they have a light bulb for their head. Yes. So. Stop! That's crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's zany. It's very zany like oh. that. Yeah, all the, all the diseases are fictitious, and uh, it's it's just a, a right goof about. And, and yes, it, it is extremely British, and uh, Two Point Hospital uh, has something that Theme Hospital doesn't, which is a radio station complete with DJ breaks. This is Ricky Hawthorne, bringing talk, music, and news to the whole of Two Point County. And if you're listening to us from the newly opened hospital, just turn up that volume, because nothing drowns out the sound of sick people like the voice of a world-class DJ. Coming up next, 42 hours of music from the background band. Enjoy! But what the fuck was Striker not available? <laughs> I don't know. But Ricky little, Hawthorne, little burnout burnout reference there uh, for you. Nice. He's he's not the only DJ you have you get to listen to. Welcome back to your favorite radio station with the vastly overqualified Sir Nigel Bickleworth. I'm here to inform, to entertain, and to bring some small measure of sophistication to your drab little lives. Should any of you have any requests for popular tunes, as I believe people like to call them, do not hesitate to repress that impulse. I have no intention of playing any of that drivel. Okay, that is an American guy doing a British accent. No, but in in terms of the actual sim elements, like I, the reason I think I like this game is it's not overly complex. So, for example, I I, I tried playing like City Skylines because I'd heard so many people talking about how much they loved it, and it was basically the Sim City that uh, the last Sim City couldn't be, you know. But I got in there and I'm like, oh wait, you're having me plan power like water lines under the city. It was just like no thanks, just, just too many layers, you too had complex. To do that in no. Sim City too. I need yeah. I need I need easy mode and two-point hospital is is way easier it's like here uh just 
here's this empty building. Throw the rooms in there, whatever order you want. Try to maximize your space. Uh, when you level up, it's like okay, now your hospital has multiple wings that are in separate mm-hmm. buildings. You can, but it's it's nothing where you can't. You you always feel like you're on top of it and yeah. managing everything. And and it's also actually managing a healthcare network. You are setting up multiple hospitals across different areas and managing them all not quite simultaneously. You just kind of switch from one to the other, but they all have kind of different needs. Each one introduces a different thing that you can play around with. And, yeah, uh, well, they're they're yeah. they're kind of the, the progression of the campaign is it's almost like a mobile game of like. You get a you you can move on after like one star, but you're trying to get like three to four. I think it's three stars is the max, and and so you can you can go back to your previous hospitals, and they will have been earning money that entire time, and then mm-hmm. you can improve upon those. So yeah. it's um, but it's it's great because of that because it's like okay, well I can I can feel like I'm progressing through some kind of campaign, but still go back and and if you have those completionist instincts like I do sometimes like oh shit I really don't want to move on yet it's it doesn't penalize you you can go back at any time like you know in a lot of games mm-hmm. where they're like you got to move on you yeah. can't finish this thing that mm-hmm. they they let you do it freely yeah it, it it does like looking at it like why isn't this a mobile game but hmm. that's probably why it's more fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to use that mouse man it's yeah, uh, yeah exactly got to got to drag and drop those rooms everywhere and uh it's yeah. on console too, I think. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. But it, it is it is just like super simple. Like you said, it's just like okay, I want to build a general practitioner's office, and it's like okay, drag out like th- how much space you want it to take up, and then it's just like okay, place the desk, place the filing cabinet, place this other thing. Okay, uh, click the check mark. You're done. And yeah, I mean, but there is there is still like depth there in terms of like there's you can set up a training room for your doctors to expand their skills, and mm. it's like. Um, so doctors kind of randomly come in and apply for jobs and they, they, they can some can be higher quality than other doctors and so you but you can train those that come in or you can let them go and just wait for for someone who like gets an A rating and everything mm-hmm. and so there is there are deep systems if you're willing to, to it depends kind of on how much he wants things. of my organ heist 4% fine 12% <laughs> can't do it yeah need to need to hire one to be a psychiatrist I love the, the I think the second hospital that you unlock that the town is uh gripped by this plague where people think that they're rock stars and so like all the patients who come in are dressed like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> they're all Freddie and Mercury. And they all yes. just like swagger around like him on stage. Yep. It's great. Yeah. They got the mustache and everything. Mm-hmm. The, the yellow jacket. and Yeah, it's great. I think probably the highest recommend I can give for this game is in a world right now where we feel like we have very little control mm-hmm. of things. Oh. If you want to feel like you're controlling a world, like if you're into The Sims, uh, this game is for you. Just give it a shot. Yeah. Gives you control over a very whimsical version of healthcare that is far less grim than anything going on right now. True, <laughs> true. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, it's Two Point Hospital. Check it out; it's a lot of fun. But I think there's there's one classic that really stands out in a lot of people's minds when you say doctor game, and it's number two. Let's begin. <laughs> This doesn't sound anything what? like MASH for Atari. I am upset. I, I am truly, truly upset. <laughs> that was a thing? Yeah. yeah. Alan Alday, I'm an official Atari spokesman. I made a tremendous game, everyone. <laughs> it's MASH. Come on. Suicide is painless. 
Who's so that? Is painless. It was baby. I, I only recognize the version of Mash, which, which where Alan Alda is not Hawkeye. I got to go back to the movie version, Chris. The oh, Donald is that, Sutherland. Is Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, who I believe we've all just watched in the movie. Anyway, um, oh, right. It's number. It was like um, number two on Netflix like the other day. Uh, this movie from 1995. Um, this is a series I have not thought of since the DS, and I was trying mm-hmm. to remember the name today. This is Trauma, Trauma Center. Center. Yes. I believe Trauma I Center. reviewed one oh. of these things. Which was a whole series. like So Trauma Center, Under the Knife, the DS game that kicked it all off. Uh, Under the Knife 2, New Blood on Wii, and finally Trauma Team. There's one There's one more in there, it was, but it's it was... Man, it, 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 this, yeah, there was second opinion. Not to get not to get like also. a like super nostalgic because I was definitely less, a less cynical gamer because I love this. But it's like I don't know. We all we all shit on the fucking stylus like it's like it's fucking <laughs> like it's Guy Fieri or something like. But like <laughs> when when games came out started to come out for the DS that actually used the stylus in meaningful ways, like Trauma Center was kind of amazing. You mentioned like there needs to be a Phoenix Wright of Doctor Games. This kind of was that. Like it came kind out of, around yeah. the same time. It had a similar visual novel style presentation. Yeah, it was it was and, ER th- like via Japan. So it's but yeah. that is that's why I caveated it with there needs to be something as popular as Phoenix Wright because uh, this, yeah. this I was, I was this shocked was to, that, to, to, at a glance. This wasn't popular in Japan. This was made a success here in America. And it burned white hot for five years. Game a year for five years. And then never to be seen again from a little company called Atlas. Yep. Yeah. Sad to see it go, but I never played any of the other games. But this this had more gameplay than Phoenix, right? Because it let you use the stylus where you got to, you you full on pulled a spies like us and you got to do the little incision on someone with a a little X-Acto knife there with your stylus and cut Mm -hmm. people open and then operate on them. Yeah, and you had to disinfect Yes, I did just reference spies like us. Yes, I did. Okay. I I love Um, that movie. But but I love that it starts out as like, you know, fairly straightforward. It's like, oh, this guy's been in a motorcycle accident. You need to repair his arm or... uh, uh, this guy's got a, a growth on his, his uh, larynx and he's a singer and you have to be extra careful removing <laughs> it or his career is ruined. And uh, But then it goes so far off the fucking rails that like before long you're disarming bombs and like using a laser to fight apocalyptic parasites. <laughs> Love the the operatic music there. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're you're yeah you're chasing around this parasite as it's like running around on some organ. Yeah, with this, a, this, it's so strange. This is like what I'm operating. This is one of my my favorite early DS games for me. Getting it early, I, I don't know. It wasn't launch, but uh, but like I just tried googling it before this, and like I didn't know Bruce Willis made a movie called Trauma Center last year. It's it's did he really? It's it's gone. Like all the well, I think. Uh, due to how Google's algorithm, I have a feeling actual trauma centers are taking <laughs> are taking mm. the weight of that search. But but number one is Bruce Willis's trauma center. Uh, I I I didn't know this until I moved into a city with a Walmart uh, a, a year or two ago. But Bruce Willis makes a movie every five minutes, and it comes mm-hmm. to a Walmart near you, and you've never heard of any of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Walmart is like the Netflix of Middle America. Yeah, him and John Cusack have like a movie every month, and it's very, very strange. Wow. Together? They're not together, they... no. This one has Steve Gutenberg in it. Oh. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. Trauma Center, like, this is such a unique thing that I... 
I really wish there was more of, even though I know that there are like four more games that I haven't really played. Well, that's that's I think that that's the problem. It is great on DS. I mm-hmm. think I reviewed yeah. one of the Wii ones, and that wasn't as good. And it mm-hmm. it's, it it had a lot of the elements of all the games you were talking about, but it had that like wonderful Japanese charm, like great music, great art, great characters. Uh, it was. It, like the shell of it worked really well in addition to being like a really good stylus game. And I, I imagine that made it a little difficult to port, even though it seems like it'd be a natural fit on iPhone. I was trying to look, look into like, it looks like the game stopped like sort of around the time, like Atlas's parent company was going bankrupt and Sega bought them. Mm. And I think it just, it just lost a generation after that. But a, I think there's the acquisition and bankruptcy of its parent company, but also, um, they went whole hog on Wii. There are more Wii games than there are DS games. And the DS games are where this built a fan base uh, in the yeah. West. And I was, I was watching an AGDQ stream of one of the Wii ones, and the guy described it as, uh, it's sort of like, this feels like performing surgery, but like you're, you're holding the scalpel with an oven mitt. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. And added like new like twisty things and like I always like ah and that's why the Under the Knife Two was the second to last game and it's the sequel to the DS game because they, they knew where their bread was buttered by golly. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think by then it was just a little too late. You know, obviously Atlas has other properties they want to focus on. Uh but but yeah, I think I, I yeah, I think it, it kind of burned out on Wii if that is a, a subcategory we can give a couple of games. Like it it, it Mm-hmm. Probably bet a little too hard on that system, thinking it would do it justice after a DS yeah, debut. It was a good idea. It was a great idea. While I, dude, I remember it being one of my favorite DS. I remember giving it a pretty decent score, like an eight or above, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know, our former boss was like a, a big fan of them as well, because it was oh, just yeah. it would like when the DS came out, like it didn't have a lot going for it, and even like it's, the Nintendo exclusives weren't totally amazing and then this is one of the first things like to realize what the system could do and be and like oh you can't do this anywhere else this is really neat and you know i guess you can only do that a couple of times <laughs> yeah reasonably yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it, it 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 wins by being thoroughly japanese and i would like to see it again mm-hmm. someday in some other form it's the only i mean the most incredible thing to me is the fact that there just hasn't been like an iOS version of this game because that feels like the only platform you can really pull this game off because of the touch controls yeah. mm-hmm. and yet it's not it hasn't been kind of ported there in any official capacity there's there's a few people doing similar stuff but uh, yeah it it seems like cuz i know that there this, are like the a lot of visual novel type games like, the last game came out in 2010 and i i, mm. I think I think they were they were their hands were tied by some financial problems with their parent company, and then an acquisition, and then that just wasn't a priority. And yeah, that's true. Who could blame them? But don't I mean I don't know. I just feel like it's ripe for like an episodic game, uh, free to play model where you charge for episodes or something. I don't know. I I remember, yeah, when I, be when I got to, to California, I thought like tra- Trauma Center was like a household name with people who like games, just because like how well it fit on the ds and like it it, it seemed yeah. like a, a the first big third party must buy game and uh to me anyway i know that's not exactly the perception and yeah here we stand now like i can't even get a google result for it it's strange no the damn bruce willis God movie just keep it, popping bruno. up bruno has got to add under the knife to that our final game is one that will never burn out never go away and coincidentally was on ios Thank <laughs> you. 
Is that I fever know. or chill? I wasn't on iOS in that far. Oh, <laughs> I was so glad we're giving Doctor Luigi credit. <laughs> that game's great. Deserves. I was I was out when you guys may have talked about the Doctor Mario mobile game, but like that in the combination of like Mario Kart, like I can't believe I, I even like think this. Like I'm. I'll never check out a Nintendo mobile game again. Like these- <laughs> it's it's so cynical. They're so cynical about it. You know, they were trying to do something good with Super Mario Run and everything, mm-hmm. where it was like, we'll not make you pay do the microtransactions, and then they just said, F it, we're going yeah. to yeah, yeah. Th- like everyone was like, ten dollars for a mobile game? What is this, Soviet Russia? I, I, I think they probably got some of the the more reluctant people over in Japan on board with with iOS games as the idea of like, no, we're spreading the Nintendo brand and basically marketing ourselves, advertising ourselves to a new audience, and then they probably got data that that's not working, so we may as well make money because <laughs> Mario Run was pretty excellent. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I just want to point out the fact that their most successful game on mobile, by far, revenue-wise, has been Fire Emblem. Yeah. And that is the game that is most similar to the core game it's based on. They just That's added crazy. a typical mobile mechanic, which mm-hmm. is the gotcha system, which right. is the the, the randomized uh, heroes or whatever. But it's like, because yeah, th- this game... you give them a bunch game, of money and then they say, gotcha! Yeah. This game is so different than Dr. Mario and it seemed like a no-brainer because it's like oh that's the perfect Dr. Mario is perfect for mobile just, just do that you know this I don't want to call it a Tetris clone but let's call it a falling puzzle game it, it is a you know? Tetris like it it yeah. would not exist without Tetris's influence it wouldn't but it's it's still pretty brilliant when we talked about like uh there's that actual syndrome called the Tetris effect where you can hallucinate Tetris blocks I've never had that with mm-hmm. Tetris I have really? absolutely had it with Dr. Mario. I've had that with both Tetris and Doom. Uh, Dr. Mario for oh, me. It, no, I, I, I for sure have gotten the Dr. Mario fever mm-hmm. way more than Tetris Effect for sure. Yep. And it, 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 it sticks it in my head so, forever. It's such a strange idea. It is the weirdest profession yeah. they've... I understand him being a construction worker and wrecking crew, but having to get his PhD somewhere in between, like... Just being completely nonverbal. Like, I, Look, I, I, mush, the Mushroom Kingdom has a very generously structured study at your own pace, <laughs> mail order diploma operation. So, don't forget the time in college he had to be a boxing referee and work for Mike that's Tyson. True. But, but yeah, like, other than right. other than like cameos and like things you could understand a blue collar guy doing, he was racing a car and playing around a baseball. But like a. This is strange, but it's 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 beautiful, and I'm sure it had something to do with the the block design. Because every time I play Mean Bean Machine or Columns, like this is visually awful. Mm-hmm. I can't stand this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but Doctor Mario, but but the the brilliant idea of adding it took Tetris a really long time to add hazards to the board, mm-hmm. uh, and that's essentially all it did. It's it's a it's a lot like any other puzzle game. But your idea is to get rid of things that exist before you start the game not undo your own mistakes (laughs) these little cute cartoon viruses quick shout out to nintendo uh by the way as a colorblind person i've never had a problem with dr mario like the colors the colors have high enough contrast and are distinct enough where i've never but there's a lot of of match three or match four this is match four by the way uh, puzzle games where i get to it's usually in the higher levels it's like oh shit i can no longer distinguish between the purple and the blues i'm fucked you know uh, because it's so simple, like they, yeah. they, they, there, there are only a few colors in that. Blue and red and yellow. It's so, and I, I do have to plug uh, our buddy, uh, our buddy's Padukin episode is about Tetris, and especially the arcade versions of Tetris, which is something that, oh like, gosh. it's not a total blind spot for me, but like, it is hilarious that there, that, that there have been several sex- successful arcade versions of Tetris. But I, I, 
I love Tetris and I acknowledge its greatness and its importance, but like I prefer Dr. Mario. There, mm-hmm. I said it. It's strong words. It's my favorite puzzle That's game. That's strong words. I still prefer well, Tetris. So. Well, also, Dr. Mario has a twist ending, which you may or may not be familiar Who with. Who made it to that ending? I never made it to the fucking ending. That, that shit's crazy. <laughs> Somebody did. This game, this game has an ending? <laughs> Our friend Carolyn did because uh, she was the one who told me about it initially. But yeah, the, the ending is that the, oh. the germs are hanging out together on a tree looking up at the sunset. And yes. then something happens. Holy shit, it's a UFO! Oh my god. Oh, they're it's, actually aliens. It's taking them back to their home planet, oh no! Oh Man. I thought you were going to say, like, Mario comes up and fucking kills the ass. Just, like, fucking <laughs> bullet to the back of the head. Like, fuck you, germs. Boom, yeah, boom. Mario <laughs> just jumps on the UFO and, like, nope, denied. I, yeah, like, For some reason... The virus has always reminded me of the scrubbing bubbles from those commercials. You guys remember those commercials from the eighties? I forget. Are those are those like that. the super blue collar ones, or are those the the, the athlete's foot funguses? <laughs> hey, I'm fucking over here trying to have a cigarette. Like... I'm breaking on the. I'm on a union break, and this guy wants to put athlete's foot powder. No, on. no, you're thinking of the mute the the mucus from Mucinex oh, now. You can't get him confused. <laughs> And yeah, now the scrubbing bubbles are the ones that look like brushes with big eyes. They do. Yes, I was about to say. I, <laughs> yeah, I want to pop them like zits. Uh, <laughs> it's, but, like, I don't know, Doctor. Hey, like, kid, you ever seen a toenail bend completely backwards? Well, now you have. I'd, I'd, like, to, I'd like to think wow. Mario has had a ton of other jobs and games. One of them has a Smash Brothers character, and one of them has an amiibo. And it's Doctor mm. Mario. Yep. Mm. And and I think that's that's what makes it super important. And and also like just looking through it, like there have been like Jesus, like three, like how many Doctor Mario games? It's it's difficult to say. There yeah. there's there's Doctor Wario that you could unlock in WarioWare. It's essentially the same game. Doctor mm-hmm. Luigi, which is a, a, for the most part a fairly new game. And then there's the Doctor Mario iOS, which is too much change, and I don't care yeah. for it. Yeah, not even the same game. And, and I fucking hate it. I hate that shit so much. I hated that game, <laughs> and I was sick and couldn't be on that show, and I just wanted to complain about it. I hate okay. that it's, game. It's just a, it's a different type of puzzle game altogether. It's not a falling... The things fall up. That's all you need to know. They don't it, fall down, they fall it's up. It's so fucking beyond that, and it just... I don't know. We were having a... Some, it would be a good conversation to have here, but like... I was talking to Sarah of 302010 fame about Animal Crossing, and I was telling her it's it's like the mobile games we play, but you never stop. And I'm and having to explain to someone who plays primarily mobile games like and hasn't paid $60 for a game in a really long time that just like, yeah, it's like the mobile games that we like with none of those infuriating barriers to playing the game. Like, <laughs> right. you can just keep you building every, yeah. and collecting you, you and doing stuff and playing the game. You don't have to wait till tomorrow or buy gems mm-hmm. to unlock cooldown systems. And, like, Mar- Dr. Mari was so riddled with that. Like, oh, I couldn't break enough crates to get to the viruses I needed to kill. I guess I need to yeah. buy more power-ups, you candy crush motherfucker. Like, <laughs> so mad. I think Dr. Mario is one of the most, it's the most perfect examples of Nintendo, Nintendo-fying something. Mm-hmm. Um, so they took the Tetris formula, mm-hmm. the falling block thing, 
they gave it its own its own deal of like match four and then they instead of having tetraminos that had different shapes it was like no everything's just two you know it's just a pill with, yep. with, with, yeah. with two colors on it but it, it was similar enough in that they both have super earwormy music like oh, you yeah. can part of the reason i get the mario effect is the music alone it just gets mm-hmm. stuck in your head True. i do i do and, wonder if it comes from a more cynical like 80s view of like medicine like just throw pills at everything just yeah, it, it was inspired by shigeru miyamoto's hobby of taking all of his pills at once yeah, sure it was <laughs> i'm gonna take mondays through sundays how else do you explain pikmin anyway. how indeed uh, but yeah. Roughly the same color scheme huh how about that <laughs> i fucking i fucking love this game yeah. i think it's everybody is great Everybody loves Dr. Mario. If you Well, don't everyone's love been it, given like a free version of it over the years at yeah, some point. Yeah. Like you have this game yeah, somewhere. That's true. Somewhere. Right. It exists. Right. It's 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 like this is the, the the first and only time it was like a full price game was nineteen ninety when it first mm-hmm. when it remembered it was a uh, to me it felt rare at the time, but a, a simultaneous Game Boy and Nintendo launch. And that was a real I, big yeah. decision. Do I want I mean certainly more memorable than fucking Yoshi's egg. Yes. Let's give it that yeah. kind of credit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Just Yoshi? Is that what it's called? Uh, but but yeah yeah like a simultaneous release. It was it was it was tough. It was a tough days back then. I think you're right. I think it was just Yoshi. Just Yoshi. The, 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 yeah, that was the Doctor Mario. Yeah. Or no, I'm, I'm thinking. Sorry, Yoshi's Cookie is the game I'm thinking it, oh, of. Okay, yeah. oh, where Mario's yes. a chef. Mario's a chef. I still think I'm speculating here, and uh, you know, obviously there be, there might be more information. I think this is the most money Mario ever made. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I you, you mean have, as a professional? I, yeah, as a I think so. I think. Oh, so. that makes sense. That makes I think sense. it's. The, I don't know, but Mario's only average at everything. Like he's always right middle of the road, so he's just like an okay doctor. That's true. Like I don't know that I'd go to him. He might be a good general practitioner, and definitely not a specialist. You better <laughs> definitely. You, you no, better not be sick over medium, or I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's been our top five doctor games. Thank you to all the doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals uh, battling on the front lines for the rest of us. We salute you with this list about games that try to approximate the things that you do. So anyway, on that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some news, some new releases, some Animal Crossing, some Half-Life, some Doom, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Mario. Wow. But it ain't what you think. You get to zap these viruses, and with two players, you can actually trash the other guy. Remember, kids, try this at home. Hey, you can get it for Game Boy, too. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. This is all your fault. Hit him up at mb.2k <laughs> if you have to. James James Lipton died this week. Scrum Trelescent. <laughs> in a world before podcasts, James Lipton came out and, and interviewed actors for an hour. Yeah. Like, let's remember, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's on The Tonight Show. He's my favorite actor ever. Seven minutes. 
mm-hmm. with a commercial break. That's all you get. An yeah. hour with these people with audience Q&A from younger people. They're all fucking stupid, mostly stupid actor questions. Yeah. But, like, it was more revealing. It was. I did watch it on occasion. Uh, my favorite moment, there was a... I remember watching a best of clip, and it was like, what's your favorite dirty word? And, like, yeah, Jason big... Robards, he was just like, uh, I only heard this twice during the war and schmagma <laughs> schmagma and I still to this day don't know if it's schmegma or schmagma because uh, Jason Robard said it on Bravo in the 90s get bonus time a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday starting for just $5 on patreon.com slash laser time And welcome back to our final segment where we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the games of this week's No, I just wanted to say before we did that, because we were talking before the the fucking microphones were on, Uh uh, that this is kind of the only time we get to talk to people anymore who aren't like your direct loved ones. And while I've been recording, I have received two messages that are almost the exact same. I'm bored. What are you doing? By people I haven't talked to (laughs) in a very long time. And it, I feel like I'm in high school again because you guys have heard Sammy on our shows. He's been one of my best friends in the universe since we were 12 years old. We have talked on the phone we have doubled the amount of time we've talked on the phone since the invention of cell phones and text messaging since this has happened. We're gabbing like little teenage girls. Giggling. <laughs> it, it's so Taking weird. Your feet in the air. It's, it's not the early boys. days of Facebook where you're like reaching out to people you yeah. haven't talked to in years. People are years. poking me, Matt. Okay, I shouldn't <laughs> even say pumped. this out loud, but earlier in the week, you know, I mean, like a couple weeks ago, I was like, I'm sad. Why does anybody text me and stuff? And now I have so many people checking in. I was like, God, let me work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it kind of funny how that flips around. Yeah. And, 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 and I, 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 my best moment of today as of this recording was I found out someone I personally knew was, uh, had, had COVID-19. And so what did I do? She's a, in a different state. What can I do to help? I'll tell you what I could do to help. I handed her a boatload of pirated movies. <laughs> That's what I did, and I feel fucking great about it. So there's all little things you can do to help people through all this shit. So, yeah. If you have a game-sharing program or anything like that, hey, you you people still holding on to Stadia? <laughs> share, share it with someone you love. And while you're reaching out to your friends, tell them about Vigigame Apocalypse, the weekly show all about video games that you're listening to now. Right. Shameless plug. This, to me, this this release week has, I should have seen it coming, being the most fascinating. But in addition to, like, I was pretty on the hook for Call of Duty Warzone, but the two big new releases that came out last Friday mm-hmm. are so diametrically opposed and so addictive in different ways. Yes. Yeah. It, it just feels absurd. Like, I, I wouldn't... If someone put a gun to my head, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one to get. Well, and the fans knew it, and they started all those memes well before any of this stuff was happening. To the, It was like, hey, we're coming out on the same day. Uh, we're very different games. Let's just be cool with each other. And they took it to, like, whole other levels, dude. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine if I was on Twitter more, they would have done, done like, full Wendy's and Hardee's. Well, did you see <laughs> IGN's art for, for 320? Yes, with, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> 
Doom guy and the, the pain elemental, like uh, hanging out on an island doing bucolic fun things like catching butterflies. And so, which one do you guys want to talk about first? Oh man, I think I think we'll probably have less to say about Doom Eternal. So let's start I don't. there. You don't? Uh, you have okay. more? You have no? Less to I, say about I, I even texted you about it. I was like so fucking mad at it in yeah. the beginning. Yeah, well, that sounds like Doom 20, the last Doom because I, but that I did not like that first level of the last Doom, but it really took it took uh, third the second or third level before I kind of got the hang of it. How how there is, is this one in terms of the start? There is, it slow there is no modern game I've started more than Doom and inst- yeah. and instantly loved. I always say it, and you guys know what I'm talking about. There's a level where just like I need one thing and can't find it, and I go through one fucking walkthrough and I'm like this isn't helping. What the fuck? I'm a, I'm an adult who's been playing games for 40 years. I shouldn't be lost in a fucking Doom game. Yes. And and you guys were like, yeah, I know that that thing happened to us too. And I couldn't find <laughs> it. And I was just and, and if I spend 20 minutes or like even 10 minutes looking at like a YouTube walkthrough and I still can't figure it out, like, bye, we're done. Like there, there we're was done. Something game. about that 3D map that like. Once I learned how to read it, it was a, it's one of the best maps and games I've used. But like no, when I was it's, first it's trying to figure baffling. out how to see things, it was baffling. Mm-hmm. It's see, baffling that I, I've tried it three times, and I just assume like you're here again. Look out for something. This sh- everything in Doom comes up to you organically. Yeah, like you I've, should see this. I, I don't. I don't think I've used the map ever. I, I haven't had to because the levels right. are designed I've, in such a way that makes them very easy to understand. I've only had to, to use it for secret shit. That's and what I mean. Like, yeah, what I used it for was collectibles in yeah, the last game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I but block I, with the first Doom. But I was instantly in. Is what I'm saying. In yeah. this game, in in this game, I was not instantly in. I, I was I think I loved this one in more immediately than 2016 Doom, and I think mm. it something it does extremely well. It, it, I don't think it's for everybody. I love it is the way it kind of layers in all these different systems where you are kind of constantly on the verge of death and constantly refilling yourself. It, you're just like unloading on demons and uh, you're almost dead after a few seconds and then like, oh, you can glory kill one of them. Health refilled. All right, I'm blasting okay. away and now uh, running out of ammo. I chainsaw a demon. He spews out a ton of ammo. I pick that up. I set a so demon on fire. He starts game. He starts spitting out ammo chips and or not ammo, armor chips and uh, I'm just following him around. Uh, a caco demon swoops in. I throw a grenade launcher in his mouth which immediately just sets him up for a glory kill because it uh he explodes from the, the it's, inside. it's the only way to kill him <laughs> yeah pretty much it was more the idea that, like well that's the thing i think they ex- they expected someone like me who got frustrated and rage quit a game i was loving uh and didn't get to explore all its systems so when you load up doom and like let's say you have never played doom 2016 was it 2016 2016 yeah, yeah. uh like it it'll be infuriating it, it like i i have three guns and all the ammo is maxed out, and it equals eighty bullets. That's yeah. all I have. Mm-hmm. And then I'm my health is constantly yelling at me. But like Michael said, if you can just sort of ignore that and like, dude, you'll glory kill a guy just for standing near him. Just keep moving, and it'll refill fifty percent of your health. But you can't see that because it's like it is intense and fast. And I love a mindless first person shooter. And my only complaint about Doom Eternal 
is that it's way less mindless than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, well, it's it's mindless in that, like, you will become so absorbed in the rhythms of it that it becomes muscle memory, and pretty soon you aren't thinking about it. You don't have to, because it's just move and shoot and move and shoot and do this and do that and do that and move and shoot and move and shoot, and it's it's like a a constant ebb and flow that you just develop a feel for. And that's really cool. I I can't express how much frustration I was feeling like, you need to shoot this turret off this thing before you can kill it. And like... I have 40 bullets. Mm -hmm. This thing is moving constantly, and so am I, and I keep missing, and, you know, eventually I can make this up, but there's, like, there is no safety in Doom. There's no cover. Uh, Like, it's, it's, it, yeah. but then, like, I'm I'm saying this is a complaint about the game, because the further I got into it, the more stuff I unlocked, and the more capable I was of handling that, I was a little baffled in the beginning, like, why is this so hard? No Doom game has ever been, have I been killed this much Mm -hmm. in. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I die a lot, and I will say also, I played this on a PC with like an NVMe flash drive, and I don't know if this is set up to take advantage of that specifically, but it loaded so fast. Like, every time I died, it was like two seconds and I'm reloaded, I'm back in. Uh, and it made me think of what they were nice. saying about with the, the PlayStation 5, like, oh, you're, you right. won't even notice the load times. The right. wads, it's, it's, the wads just came at you so quickly, mm-hmm. didn't they, Mike? Doom, yeah, just Doom shooting to wads. its credit, re- reloads faster than most games, but wasn't reloading as fast as I was dying. Mm. And I'm only saying, like, in terms of its progression, like, some of this shit should have been given me to me at the beginning, because the first hour you have, like, two guns, and, and you have, like, 60 pieces of ammunition between you, mm-hmm. and there are 80 things around you. It's yeah. confusing. Yeah. Am I crazy? Is that something sounds, you just like, learned? That sounds like the 2016 game to me. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. how that game started. And it wasn't until I learned the rhythms of the glory kill thing to get health and, and then ammo. Uh, that's when I really was like, oh, that's how you're supposed to play this game. Yeah. And and with the with ammo especially, like, I never pay attention to ammo until, like, it starts flashing me like, ammo low. You're almost out. You're out. And then, then it's just like, okay, chainsaw, dude. Now I've got ammo. Hooray. Yep. Yeah, I just I, I did hit a couple instances again very early in the game. Like I am just out of ammo. Like mm-hmm. out of ammo. Like yeah. I can punch a I can strafe and punch a guy until he drops something, but I'm just fucked. And I will say if you're out of ammo and you're also out of gas for the chainsaw, then yes, you are fucked. Like what do you, you do? Are, you, you are totally and, and I've n i have not need to run and find It's not stuff. just that like I thought it was infuriating as progression. Like I haven't experienced that in a first person shooter in like 20 years like running out of ammo like that mm-hmm. and I don't remember that being a thing in the other in, in the first Doom and I'm only saying that but then like when you get further into it it becomes unresplendent bliss it is fucking great yeah it, yeah. it is absolutely beautiful. You feel like you're playing a song with by murdering things mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> that's it's, it's great that's a great way to put it it's and, and, fucking and, and, great and it amps everything up from the first one right like the story especially is just like oh well, you guys liked when we kind of had our tongue in cheek so we're gonna put our tongue through our fucking cheeks through the demon's cheek next to us yeah, and really go I, all in I don't in, know about right? the story it's like there's this all this stuff about like oh yeah hey the, the doom slayer is actually like this prehistoric medieval guy and uh, he answered to this King Novik guy. It's like I just, I just want to be the really angry marine that kills everybody. Okay, I don't, I don't need this backstory. <laughs> yeah, and you don't really need it. And I, I just love. I was describing it to my girlfriend who's watching it, and like, this is to its credit. It's just needlessly metal. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. It's so metal. <laughs> it's, it's super metal. <laughs> it's so fucking weirdo edge lord like of a different era and just. 
a breath of fresh air once you get through that initial period. But I was enormously frustrated for at least three or four hours. Mm. Um, I really, really was. So I'm saying if you want to play a fucking Doom game, like a no fucking around... I, did, I think I expect I, I kind of wanted a little more relaxed thing because I, I I don't remember having to depend on glory kills as much as I used mm-hmm. in the first game. But like there, mm-hmm. like you have to do that shit. Chris you is more of a glory close. hole kind of guy. No, yeah, I am definitely a glory hole kind of guy. It's 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 <laughs> the, the best. Have when you I can... said what the glory kills are? They're when you've got an enemy like staggered on low health and they start flashing, and then you run up and you do a melee and you just like tear them apart in an interesting way. No, I was going to say, for Glory Hole, yes. when you're my age and size, Michael, uh, when you can push your gut up against a steel grate, your dick looks amazing. Like you, look, you look 20 years younger when you, when you don't have to see your own hairy gut falling over your dick. Sure. It's amazing. I you encourage you to look to, up. Like, Peter you know, Griffin I know around we're, everywhere. We're under quarantine, but there's got to be safe glory holes out there. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's going to say pour one out for the glory hole porn industry because that there's no right. public restrooms to use for those videos right now. Yeah. Everything's just shut down. It's, it's just, awful. Just uh, ingest, a, ingest a rubber glove. <laughs> use um, it as a dental dam. Oh I want to I briefly mention Doom 64 also came out. It was a pre-order bonus. That's with crazy. Doom Eternal. And, I didn't know that. And you can also get it for five bucks on its, it's own. It's five bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. five bucks. And it's, and it's weird. It's so weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever played that, but it, it, it feels like no other Doom game. What it feels like is we yeah. took Doom and used it to show off, like, A, these weird N64 lighting effects that will, like, turn yeah. the pink demons purple. And also, like, these level layouts feel like like a sedate Duke Nukem thing where it's all about like hmm. puzzles and trying to find out like, okay, how do I get this key down instead of like, <laughs> I'm just going around and shooting the shit out of a bunch of demons. What is this? Dude, I, is I, this I didn't know until like <laughs> until last week. I remember when this came out, like I, I have played doom one and two back and forth over and over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. every aspect of it. I didn't know doom 64. I, I just, I thought it was the Duke Nukem thing. Like this is a, fucking port of the game that would have been great you know, but it's not what some, they decided some new to do. shit but but i, I like I, all i had was game magazines and like they weren't very kind to this game and but they also didn't say out loud like no this isn't doom or doom one mm-hmm. this is a new game yep. with a new story and new settings it's just different yeah and if anything it's it it very different it, it feels more different. like marathon like bungie's shooter mm-hmm. but yeah, it feels like a Doom-like. It doesn't feel like Doom. Listen, you motherfuckers. I lived through that Doom iOS RPG, so I already <laughs> oh, know the weirdest no. Doom there ever has been. All right? I experienced that thing. Yeah, okay. Fair, it, fair, fair. It's, it's such a neat thing to bring out, though, because it's it, at, at this point, if you really like Doom, it's an obscurity uh-huh. that you probably want to check out. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I got it for pre-ordering. Yeah, for $5, that's that's worth the price of admission. Just be like, what was that all about? That they bothered, and I, I don't know if this is the case, but like, I do love the idea that like this is called Doom 64. Nintendo doesn't allow its games to be ported to other platforms, but like, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you really going to do? And, well, and, and, I feel like the Rare Replay was kind of like, that was an N64. I know, it just, it just feels like one of those things, like, if I had a kid, like, I'd have to explain this to him. Is this the 64th Doom? No, you did not miss 62 Dooms. Little friend, no, 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 son. The uh, the textures aren't nearly muddy enough to be Doom sixty four. You got to have textures that just look like someone smeared them. No, no, little Alf Lamont Orson Antista. You did not miss sixty two Dooms. This this is just this is this is the failed Doom three. 
essentially. Sort of. Lamont. Yeah. Lamont. It's, yeah, it's, oh, it's like the Strider Returns of Doom. It's, nice. it's, it's, a, it's a sequel that doesn't quite fit in with the rest <laughs> and doesn't feel like the rest of the, the series at all. But mm. I wanted to complain about Doom Eternal before I said, I really, really love Doom Eternal. Mm. And it's a shame that it came up against a game that's based on time and social activity. Yes, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, my God. Well, but the good news is there, Chris, is like Animal Crossing New Horizons is a perfect side game because mm. so guys remember how i admitted i finally came clean a few episodes ago that i was a time traveler mm-hmm. i am finally experiencing an animal crossing game the way that the developers <laughs> intended i am not time traveling <laughs> at all and i'm feeling the reward of like hey i gotta wait till tomorrow to yeah. see all this shit i did pay off and it feels really good every and it i have kind of my schedule now it's like every morning i wake up I do my kind of morning workout exercise thing, and then I check in on my Animal Crossing town. Like, hey, what's up with everybody? You know, I dump otherwise... my bells. I, I do my little butterfly Auschwitz, and then, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so so I can't I can't say too much about like how the game progresses because I'm only like most of you people right. out there because I'm I keep, only like, like desperately weekend. trying to go to other people's uh, islands and like I still haven't figured out they... how to do that. It's driving me insane. Is it, we just go to your the the, the, the dodo. Yeah, every airline. time I do that, they're like, "Oh, fiddlesticks! We can't." Uh, there's no oh, drumsticks. Oh, that, that means yeah, that means sticks, nobody right. has opened their town gates for like at that time. Huh. So what you have yes. to do is ping us mm-hmm. outside the game because this is a Nintendo online yeah. experience and oh, say, hey, "Matt, open your gates." And then I'm going to come visit your town. Or they have that code, which is like, it's Matthew actually really. Allen, open your golden gates. Sorry. <laughs> it's actually, I, but... the, the code thing is ingenious for parents because it's, it's like a one-time use code of like, if you want someone to come play online, but I think it's, they nick, they can never do it again once the code's used. They give you that Dodo code or whatever, which mm-hmm. is like, here, this is a one-time use. You can come play in my is town. And then is? once you're gone, it's done. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that, that's really smart, right? Like for no, kids? it's it's it, it, and it's and it's stupidly Nintendo confusing. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is the one thing I wanted to bitch about. If you haven't been to other islands for other people, and again, I, I maybe unlike you guys, I put my Switch code online the second I got it, and I I like in my life, my Facebook was riddled with people who don't normally play games who are like. All right, I'm playing Animal Crossing on Switch because apparently that's what I'm supposed to do. And like, oh, I made a picture years ago on my Facebook that I can just copy and paste um, that I, I even did in our chat because I did that fucking when the Switch came out. Yeah, and and I have a ton of options because I like there are over sixty people in my friends list playing Animal Crossing at any given time. Every single one of my friends. There, it's weird to me when I see someone log in and they're not playing Animal Crossing. And I'm like, what? So, so doing that so Pokemon example, thing. No, oh uh, Dave Redden still playing Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> Enter the Gungeon. I saw him. I saw him today. So here, but so like when you go to someone's island, it is so fucking Nintendo. Like I'm on another person's island and another person's flying in, but I have my menu open, and Nintendo's like, "Please close your menu. Please close the window." Yeah. And so because you cannot, no one can come in if you're in your own if you're in your own pockets. Well, if and you're then looking once at, they're there, you can't do certain things. It's like uh, you can't move your furniture, motherfucker. You need no, to you you can't unless you have designated them as best friends. That is actually brilliant. Yeah, they can't fuck with your town mm-hmm. until that you they're had your to best friend. Like, yeah. like not unlike the PS4 real name thing. Like if you don't really know this person and trust them, they are not allowed to come chop your trees and dig up yeah. your plants. Yeah, they can. They can. They can take your bugs and your fish, but.
but they cannot dig up your shit. They cannot steal from you, essentially. And I, I love walking in. I'm like, oh, I'm going to steal your pears. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, but, but like that. So I had opened my menu and then like I got a phone call and I came back to like a shitload of messages. Close your fucking menu. I had locked the island down <laughs> with five people on it because Nintendo won't allow anyone to come to your island when you have when you have hit the fucking X button. So the, the stealing pairs thing leads to my. I have two very small quibbles with this game. Which, but so uh, spoiler alert: I love this game and I, mm-hmm. I can't stop playing it. But two two small quibbles. Um, number one, there's this new mechanic where if you eat fruit, you basically become super powered and you can uproot entire trees. Which, by the way, that's the best way. If, if you're going to your friend's island to get fruit. Ask if oh, you can uproot a, whole a tree because you can take a fully grown tree back versus having to grow it over several days at your town. Anyway, though, sometimes I accidentally do that. That's fine. That I don't mind so much. It's you also break rocks instead of getting what's in the rocks. And there are so many fucking times I've accidentally broken my town rocks when I just meant to hit them mm. and get all the cool shit because I'm a next level player. I do that trick where I dig the holes behind me. I get eight things out of a rock every time. I need I need milk, but I forgot I ate an orange an hour ago and I murdered the cow. Yes. Forever. Yes. <laughs> like that's what it's like. And I don't know I, I'm I'm positive there's some end there's some further down the line mechanic that that involves. But right now it's it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. It's it's the and so then my other kind of quibble, minor complaint, there's a system in the game for people well, let's admit it, like me, who don't play online with other people, mm-hmm. who um, where you can you can visit these they're randomly generated islands, and the basically that's so you can go collect stuff that wouldn't normally be on your island, such as the fruit. Oh, and you can live out all of your white conqueror fantasies. Like I'm just going to leave a bunch of tree stumps and bug skulls, <laughs> <laughs> all the shit I wouldn't do in my island or friends' islands, I will do on those islands. I have that's visited great. at least twelve of those islands. I've redeemed so many nook miles to get those, and they're two thousand miles apiece, so they're not cheap. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have never seen another fruit other than my native fruit. I have seen bamboo, which kind of counts as a non-native fruit, yep. and coconuts. I have. Uh, well, the coconuts are on everyone. Yeah, so, but it's like, dude, that sucks. Like, they they make it really hard to get non-native fruit in this game unless you're playing online, which, which again, all of my friends are playing online, so it's not really a problem, but it would is it, a little would it, would it shock you to say that I have all the fruits? I, well, I need to come Already? to your town and steal some. Then. Um, well, you should you should definitely should have. And I, I, unlike you, I will say I have played a ton of this game, and I fucking hate it. I, <laughs> wow. I fucking hate it. How do you I think if you're looking crossing. And not not hate it, but like because it's it's charming, it's beautiful, the music is great, it's it's a very calm atmosphere. But if you want to look for conspiracy theories, the idea that Nintendo released its game that about social interaction and going outside the day a quarantine happened, like that's the best marketing move I've ever seen in my well, it's, life. It's but and, it's exactly what we needed. Yes, this it, is it, this, it, this is the game we needed. It is, yeah. it is, and I'm communicating with more people. I'm I'm talking to more people and like. I'm playing with my girlfriend. Uh, by the way, if, that's another shitty thing about it. Uh, have you heard about the second player yes, phenomenon? Yes, that is bad. That is bad. They don't get the full game experience. So, like, my, you know, my girlfriend wanted to play, and like, but she is not allowed to progress any further than I, the first I, the first person, the primary account owner, have done. So, if we haven't unlocked the bridge, or like, we haven't. She can never do that. She can never get further than me. Which wouldn't be a huge deal, except they did this stupid thing where it's one island per system. 
doesn't matter how many cartridges you own of the game. Doesn't matter, mm. you know. Doesn't matter how many versions. It's it's literally one island per system. It is and, the and most that's what sucks. needless copyright protection I've ever seen in my entire life. Because mm. there are already exploits and like glitches where you can you know respawn things, and so Nintendo's just like, sort of punishing multiple people playing on platforms. Ah, should have bought your own $60 version. I don't know that it's copyright protection as much as just inadvertent side effect. No, no, no. The way they want you to play this game is socially... I know, but but the idea... What Nintendo is protecting is like, I'm not going to let this motherfucker steal 10 oranges. So I will ruin aspects of this gameplay forever. (laughs) So this motherfucker can't steal oranges and get uh, get a tadpole during the day. Like, I, I will ruin... Ruin modern, uh, ruin current aspects of this game just to protect that aspect of it. It's so weird. I, I hope they patch that stuff in so that every player can get the full experience. Yeah. That, uh, that it'll take a month, but I bet they do. I have to say the the time aspect really threw me at first because, like, I I, I think after an hour I ran into a wall of progression. It's like, come on, I want to get more stuff. I want to unlock stuff. What are you doing? I was like, eh, just wait till tomorrow. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh right, yes, that's how Animal Crossing it's, works. You Animal need to Crossing. wait, and then that should be said. Like, I believe that option. Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. Like, you talk to Tom Nook, and there's an, the first option is what should I do now? Because mm-hmm. yeah. it is an open ended game, but there are he gives you there hints. are linear things to to do, and like you can just go ask the dude, "What do I do now to make the game move forward?" And but, he will tell you. But to be honest, like as someone, I played every Animal Crossing game. Like, if you are if you played Animal Crossing, like I. I expended those options from him at, by day three. He always tells me now, he's like, oh, you're good. You don't have anything further to do for now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it, it really is just for people who maybe are new to the series. Who might I know, but it's just the frustrating point when you wake up in the morning and you're avoiding your email and like none of your trees have grown. And like, yeah, I'm already like, I'm the fucking Bill Gates of fucking Animal Crossing. I don't hmm. need any more bells. See, I... I actually kind of have a different opinion. I was talking about I haven't time traveled in this one. The reason I did in the past is because, yeah, I would run out of new shit to do, and so I would just move forward. I've had a lot of fun. There's been hours of me just fishing or catching bugs, and I think the reason is that new mile system they have where they give you these micro goals to accomplish Mm -hmm. throughout the day that are relatively easy to accomplish. I have been having fun even one – yes, there's like kind of a main path of like here's what you should do to keep your town evolving. But I've still been having a ton of fun playing. Once I all know that he stuff kept telling me, done. like, you, you open the museum and the shop, you should have a ceremony. I'm like, I don't have time for that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> even I've noticed, like, when I go back late at night, so far two of the nights I've gone, the ghost has been there, and so I got to interact Ooh. with him and get his special thing. Two of the days I've been playing, um, the uh, the pelican has been there. What's his name? Sullivan? I forget his Gulliver. Name. Gulliver. Because he's Gulliver a gull. Get outside. it? Gulliver. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So my so, my my big cheat, by the way, is um, that my switch is still set to West Coast time. Mm. So I I do like that when I go to your island and steal all of your apples and really just annihilate all of your fucking all of your loaches. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> oh, that's one thing that annoys me. I, I normally play games late at night. Uh, the reset is not at midnight for the new day. It's at 5 a.m. Yep, every day. Yep. Is it really? Meanwhile, yeah, I, like, I've been playing after midnight the last few days, and Tom Nook is just like sleepy-eyed doing his announcements. <laughs> but you, know, you notice Blathers is wide awake. at night, uh, time for the daily I, announcements. I, I, I would only challenge that. Like I was, I started playing at like 1 o'clock today, and at like 3 o'clock, my coconut tree sprouted 
coconuts, like grew to that aspect hmm. while I was playing. Uh, I know what you're saying, Matt, because I know how it works. Like, like there's one big reset point, but I feel like there might be more than one now. Maybe. I, I've wondered too, so um, one of the new things, and I think one of the coolest things about the game is this resource farming of wood and stuff to craft furniture and craft materials. I have felt like there have been days where I went in the morning and, and harvested a bunch of wood from trees, and then I went back at the end of the day and was able to get wood again from the same tree, but I can't verify that because I just planted so many fucking trees. No, trees I, think, give you I think we'll learn about that because I went to a couple of rainy islands and yeah. like... The wood drop is different. I fucking hate how much I like this game. Well, there's that's the, the beauty. Animal Crossing it. has always had so many hidden systems, and I feel like we're just scratching the surface. One thing, by the way, it is hidden. Um, I want to talk about amiibo support because I specifically Ooh. went out and bought amiibo to for, play this game with, and I hate to to tell you folks, I have the sad news of. Um, so the only way really you use Amiibo, it's for that photo studio. There's there's a dude you'll meet who has like an island you can go to, which is literally just a photo studio on an island. I don't even know why they put him on his own island because you can't do anything else on that island. But that's where you use the Amiibo and you can put him in this, you can pose him in this photo studio. So I have a Tom Nook Amiibo, that works. I have a KK Slider Amiibo, that works. Rover, who is the cat who normally greets you in the other games, does not work. Um, it, all it gives you is a poster, but you cannot use use him in the photo studio. Rossetti, you can't use in the photo studio. They That's they the must not have. have made the Rossetti model. No. Well, I, I think it's it it might be impossible. Given that, like, have, have you have you? I accidentally hit like, uh, let me play locally with friends, and like, all right, I'll do what you said and shut off the internet. And, like, bitch, I didn't tell you to shut off the fucking internet. Yeah. <laughs> on the on my switch, what I I almost hated that like. That's not what I said. Why would you shut off the internet in my game? So you can play locally. Uh, well, I, I think know. it's doing that because of you know, if, if people time travel, it's basically... I've wondered that. Like, does it lock you off from multiplayer? And it doesn't, I can confirm, because a certain frequent guest of this show is a fucking cheater and has time traveled. Mm. And I had to tell him to stop oh, spoiling Dave the Rudden. game on Twitter because he was showing off his museum a day before it unlocked for everybody. But anyway... Mm. And I think that that's the interesting thing about it. And, and like, there's no big t- look. I like Tiger King and Better Call Saul as every, as much as everybody else. But there's <laughs> there's like no big week to week TV show happening right now. And, and even my my people living in my house who are now quarantined here, it's an accident. Trust me, I'll talk about it on bonus time. Uh, uh, they're aware of Animal Crossing because the whole world is posting about it. Yeah. It's on that. It's on that coronavirus bingo sheet. Like, did you, <laughs> did you buy a Switch and download Animal yeah, Crossing? Well, I'm, I'm thankful for it because before Animal Crossing came out, my Twitter feed was all coronavirus, and now it's coronavirus and Animal Crossing. So it's going to sound pathetic. This is one of those games where I was like, man. I just want to make it until Animal Crossing comes out. Like, just just give me this, God. Just just let me, let me please play this game I've been waiting so long for because shit seems to be hitting the fan. And obviously that's overly dramatic, but it, I was like, I was seriously like, no, I need this game. Give me this game right now. Life is a little weird. I need I need some Animal Crossing normalcy. And so. that's what I hate about it. The things I am not allowed to enjoy in life exist in Animal Crossing. Yep. And you can go talk to your neighbors face to face. It's 
it's very weird, and I, I swear I would really love it, 8chan, if you came up with a giant conspiracy theory that Nintendo created this virus to sell Animal Crossing. It makes it's the only thing that makes sense because I fucking kind of hate Animal Crossing. <laughs> See, kinda, and that's the thing. I have that's why I've been so quiet over here. I have like nothing to contribute to this conversation. So I've just been reading bad news while y'all have been. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's hard to describe as a game. Someone someone today on my feed. It was actually um, Larry Charles, a previous guest on the show, was like, "Okay, I've never played Animal Crossing. What's this about? I've heard it's like Sims." And I'm like, "Well, kind of. It's like The Sims meets Stardew Valley no, I, 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 meets Harvest I got it. Moon." And, and, and Sardew Valley works really well, yeah. especially with their fucking weed system. Jesus, yeah. not the good weed people. <laughs> but but, but it, it's like The Sims, but more of a game. Mm. It's like every mobile game you've ever played, but like there's no barrier to stop. Yeah. You can just keep playing. Yeah. And, and, and it's it to me, that's beautiful because like, I've only played... The only thing I've played like Animal Crossing is a mobile game, and there's fucking cooldowns and... What do you call them? Like uh, uh gotta yeah, buy energy. cooldowns. Yeah, yeah, like 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 buying cooldowns and like and I hear crossing. this stuff and I'm like, if I'm gonna grind, I'd rather play Final Fantasy fourteen. Which y'all, it's, y'all have it's your not fun. really grindy though. <laughs> it's it's it, not it's, grindy. It, yeah, it's, you it's, have to give them credit because the idea that like even when you're grinding, it's very pleasant. I mean, I yeah. have fun grinding in Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's just like, but it's not. It's not fighting. It's like, it's like the music is wonderful. The animals you talk to are hilarious. Did people? Did you see that thing about the pineapples on pizza thing? Like, I still don't believe that's in a Nintendo game. No. Oh no! What what was that? I I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna do a bad job, and this is the only thing I'd ever ask that you edit out if I do it badly. But <laughs> so it, do it well. It was just like it was just like pineapples on pizza. Which one are you? And he's like. And it turns out, like, people are more nuanced than that. People who hate the word moist and are afraid of clowns. Actually, we're all different people. And, like, you can eat whatever you want on pizza, even if it's moist clowns. And, and, and like, what? Is this an Nintendo game? I, I feel it's seen like, right man, now by the, Nintendo. The localization yeah. in that is great. I gotta say, that, it was the dope. It's like being talked to like a, a good therapist mm-hmm. in, in a time where we all need good therapists. Uh, we're all going crazy right now. By the way, yeah, it's, treehouse it's, it's people awful. need a raise. Whoever they are, they need yeah, a raise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I just get blathers asking me if I want more fascinating facts about my pale chub. Man, <laughs> <laughs> it's a type of fish. Oh, that one, Michael. No, no, no. I no, tweeted no. it. <laughs> okay. No. I mean, I think your chub does does need a little sunlight. Yeah. I'm not saying we're all bronze it like indoors, yeah. don't what bronze it like the president's face. Got to got to go like, out and do the uh, anal sunning thing that uh, <laughs> is popular among Again, celebrities. When in doubt, do the Metal Gear knockout victim thing. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's great for hitting your shower head and the lack of toilet paper yep. times. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael, tell me about Half Life. Yes, Alex. yes, I want to talk about <laughs> Half Life Alex so bad. It is so cool. Again, that's the craziest thing. All the things in the world that have gotten canceled and delayed mm-hmm. and are never happening. We got a new Half Life. We have the first Half Life game. <laughs> well, it's it's more like Half Life Zero because it takes place yes. like five years prior to yeah. Half Life Episode Two. Not to be confused with Episode Zero. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's so you're playing as Alex before the events of Half Life Two, and uh, it I'm I'm amazed at how good it is. It's a serious shooter that you play in VR, and mm. um, it, it feels a lot like Half-Life 2. You uh, you face fewer enemies, I think, because that's just sort of the nature of the beast. Um, but, like, 
the gunplay is really interesting. Uh, you have these upgradable firearms. You start out with a simple pistol that's given to you by Reese Darby of Flight of the, or, uh, yeah, Flight of the Concords. He's the manager. Murray? Yeah, Present. Murray. Present. Uh-huh. Jermaine? Yeah, yeah. He plays plays Russell, who's who's like in your ear for most of the game. And uh, yeah, it, it's just uh, it, it's really cool. Like uh, you, you have like gravity gloves. So if you see something in the environment, you want to grab it without moving over to it. You just kind of like point at it and flick your wrist and it flies over toward you and then you catch it. And then you can. And that actually works the lore in that game. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the gravity gun. Yeah. yeah. You it's can't... weird that they have a more advanced weapon before the events of the game, where mm-hmm. which had the gravity gun. Well, no, it's it's no. like you can see it's it's not a weapon is the problem. You can see how this would have developed into the gravity gun, but right. it's only Calm for down, for Diesel. grabbing things, and uh, you can throw them around, but not with the the same destructive force that the gravity gun would. Um, but it comes in handy for like, oh, there I see like this little bit of resin stuck in this corner that I need to feed into the 3D printers to, to get gun upgrades. So I'll just flick it over toward myself and it just it feels so great to watch it sailing through the air and just catching it. And then like you put it over your shoulder and it goes into your backpack or you put it on your wrists. Um, yeah. You can uh, the, the, the way that the guns work is really cool. Like it, there's a very tactile sensation of like so you, uh, you you shoot till your clip is dry, and then you hit a button on the VR controller to eject the clip. You have to reach over your shoulder, pull out another clip, shove it in the gun. Uh, you you click a button to, to make the slide go forward and the round chambered, and then you can shoot again. Uh, it, each gun works a little differently. Like the shotgun, you have to actually like pop it open and reload the shells in manually, and then like snap it closed. And yeah. it's 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 really really cool and you can interact with so much shit in this game it is so detailed i think there's there's a video of somebody like just like going berserk on a a broken computer and just like smashing the keyboard and smashing the keyboard into the monitor and the monitor goes flying across the room and then like throws the keyboard and like yeah you can that is impressive you can do all that shit and like at one point like i found a newspaper and i just like like sitting on a park bench and i picked it up and lifted it up. It's like I can read like this. They actually wrote articles for this that I can stand here and read <laughs> if I hold it up close to my face. Wow! Some some of the stuff you were telling me, Michael, you were saying was almost like it's so detailed that it it's like it's not the way you're used to playing a game traditionally. You're like, man, to, to the, like reload a gun, there's several steps and all yeah. that. And I was well, like, like the, well, isn't that sort of the point? The like, steps, the steps that I was talking about, like, yeah, that's great. When you uh, wander into a barnacle's tongue, and look, those things that hang out on the ceilings and suck you up into them if you walk yeah. into their tendrils, like, it is really hard to remember, like, oh, fuck, I, two bullets left, bang, bang, ah, I need to reload, click, uh, bleh, 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 bleh. dead. Spoken like a man who doesn't reload between firefights. Uh-huh. That's how it is, Michael. Well, you do that, you lose your bullets. That's mm. the thing that you, you know, like half empty clips, you can't put them back in your backpack. They're just lost. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, so, so, but, it, but, it, but yeah, when you were telling me that, I'm like, well, yeah, I guess that's how it would really be, right? And so that mm-hmm. to me sounded cool, but I could see how it would be stressful. 
So, yeah. so I want to play this, but uh, in 2004, I could only get through Half-Life 2 uh, a bit at a time mm-hmm. because it gave me such horrible motion sickness. <laughs> I don't even want to imagine what VR is like. I mean, I, I had a pretty easy time with it. I, th- I feel like at first I, I was starting to get a little bit of a headache, which I sometimes get with VR, but then I got used to it and was just like, all right, no, this is fine. And you can How, how is the movement? Is it, It's so not warp movement, right? You, it's you have walking? You have several options. You can, oh, okay. you can warp. That's one option. Or jump around. Uh, you can also uh, set it so that, like, you just push in a direction on the thumb pad, and then as you're walking, you just turn your head, and as you turn your head, like, you'll you'll move in that direction. And cool. uh, so, yeah, continuous movement. You can also do it so that, like, you point, and uh, wherever your point, wherever your hand is aiming, you will move in that direction. Now, Michael, I've seen there's been a bit of confusion online. So this is uh, playable on the HTC Vive or mm-hmm. the uh, the full Oculus. Uh, yeah. what it's, uh, not Oculus the, Rift. Oculus, not, not, not the, the Oculus Quest. Quest, though. Yeah. Okay. And not PSVR. Right. So it's I think not that's, on the, the biggest problem is this it has a limited potential audience yeah. just because it's and, and a platform. I would imagine I haven't tried this with my Oculus Quest yet, but you know they have that new thing now where you can plug it in to your computer and use it like a Rift, and it might work with that. But it, it wouldn't work just standalone. It plug doesn't it exist. Plug it in, plug it in. Yeah. Which, which, which leads me to, like, I, I'm fascinated by this. I want to play it. This, weirdly, is the most coveted exclusive I've ever experienced yeah. in, in the current generation. Turns out Valve should make games more often. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can, they're really good at making games. Well, the reason they're so good is because they spend a lot of time on them. That's <laughs> yeah, they spend <laughs> more than a decade on them. And and yeah, that the, I think the biggest surprise for me was like, this is not a standalone VR experience. This feels like a legit Half-Life game. Uh, you just experience it entirely in VR. And in, in City 17, it's very immersive. Uh, one of the weirder things about the game was getting to see up close how those like health-restoring uh, stations work. And what it is, is it like, oh, there's like this gigantic uh, pale grub in a jar. And when you activate Mm. the machine, it squishes it. And like whatever healing juices in it flows out through the machine uh, through several needles into your hand. Mm. (laughs) So it's like, okay, that's interesting. Uh, Also interesting Mm. is like seeing all these zombie corpses left around and getting to like walk up to them and pick them up and inspect them like close up like you can put your your face in their mouths and say like oh okay yeah that's a pretty detailed interior of a mouth and uh, now you're now you're tiger king territory again i'm happy (laughs) i i love the uh the tweet i saw i sent to michael it was a face hugger someone was making Uh dance around to the hello my honey hello my baby hello my ragtime to be fair they're called head crabs but yes Ah, you can do that uh you, you will shoot a lot of head crabs in this game, uh, they can be kind of frustrating when you're like, there are moments when you are in the dark and you have a flashlight on one hand and you have your gun in the other and your gun starts to go empty and you're trying to reload while still pointing the flashlight at enemies. And it can get really confusing, especially if you have a setup like mine that isn't quite tracking you right. And so, uh, your hands keep flying off from where they're supposed to be. And uh, yeah, I really need to fix that. But that's kind of my fault, not the games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The man has a head crab fetish. What mm-hmm. can we say? Yep. Yep. Uh, Michael, I need you to give your full disclosure up front here and then tell <laughs> us all about Ghost Recon Breakpoint Episode uh, 2. So yes, I do work for Ubisoft, publishers of Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and they came out with Ghost Recon Breakpoint Episode 2, Deep State. This the week, Deuce. Which... Oh, it's not called The Deuce. That's, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that's the real title. Uh, probably... 
So there, there's a couple things that are exclusive to like the year one pass owners, and there's a couple things that are free to all players. Uh, there is a new campaign, the first mission of which is free to all players, which uh, adds Splinter Cell's Sam Fisher to the game. And Ooh. so you, you go on eight uh, missions alongside him. The the seven additional missions uh, are, are you have to pay for. Uh, although, if you have a friend who has them, you can play co-op with that friend, Ooh. but you won't get any of the rewards. Is this Iron Fisher? Ironsides? Michael Ironsides? Yeah, Michael Ironside. Uh, and, oh, shit. Uh, the, the biggest change is called the Ghost Experience. And what that does is it lets you toggle a number of different options, including if you want to completely turn off gear score and play the game uh, just like, here, I found this mp5 in a chest i'm gonna swap out my existing gun to to use this and that mp5 will be the same as any other mp5 i find in the game and your inventory is gone and you don't have to worry about it anymore it's just a pure shooter experience but if you change your mind you can switch it right back to gear score and your inventory will have been saved so without gear score, does it just kind of work like, here's how a gun would kill people in real life? Like it's it just feels, like one or two shots? Have you shot. played Ghost Recon Wildlands? It feels like more like Ghost Recon Wildlands. Ah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it, kind of a big deal, uh, I think. And uh, mm -hmm. it adds a couple new classes, the engineer and the echelon. The engineer has can like summon a defense drone, and the echelon is like a Sam Fisher type operative who can uh, have like sonar vision that sees through walls and also has a really cool ability that like if you're sneaking around with a handgun and an enemy sees you like there's like this brief window before they fully detect you and you can just like snap aim and shoot them in the face. And, oh shit. Yeah. Cool. It's pretty cool. So yeah, if you're a Ghost Recon fan, uh, check out Breakpoint and because uh, it's added a bunch of cool stuff that can dramatically change how you play the game. Michael, you had me at Ironside. Yeah, that's all you mm -hmm. needed. Was yes, Ironside. he is back. <laughs> tell me about Bleeding Edge, since you're on the bleeding edge of playing games, uh, Michael. It is tell me a about Bleeding Edge. Ninja Theory um, team-based uh, melee game. I, I kind of felt like uh, it's. Oh, I did. I, I downloaded the beta. Yeah, I didn't yeah. play it. It's it's uh, thematically, it feels a little bit Overwatchy in that, like, okay, it's it's like a hero, not quite shooter. But you are supposed to team up with other operatives, and uh, like it's it's more melee focused than hmm. uh, than shooty, I guess. Is this going to be a free to play game, or it is? Well, if you have Xbox Game Pass, it is free to play. Otherwise, it oh, costs sweet. money. Ah. I can't remember if it's thirty dollars <laughs> or sixty. I think it's thirty. Well, it's it's the online beta. I am really drunk, by the way. I love this show. I say that right now. <laughs> mm -mm. You can go play it right after we get through the... Hang on. News. All right, I got to give it a little content warning up front. Um... There's going to be a lot of coronavirus uh, COVID-19-related I mean, we've gone way <laughs> off the yes. rails there. Come there, on. There's going, to, no, there's going to be a lot of a lot of news about it, but there's a little bit of a silver lining at the end. I promise we're going to close out with a news story that does not relate to that. So let, let me just and, – and I've tried to kind of find things that have a little bit of a positive slant. So first up, we have two game companies that um, are helping. Uh, so Nintendo donated 9,500 masks to emergency services. Uh, I think it was in Bend, Oregon. Um, 
where you know that's where Sony has the Ben Studio and stuff, and I think Nintendo has a has a few things up there as well. But they donated masks, which is awesome. So our uncles at Nintendo really came through. Razor, uh, maker you of probably high have end... a Tom Nook leaf on it. <laughs> that'd be that'd be actually really cool. Uh, Razor, maker of high end gaming peripherals, is actually making surgical masks to help co- combat the spread of COVID nineteen. So I love seeing gaming companies stepping up because one of the things we're kind of facing. Right now is is a sorted a shortage of these medical supplies because unfortunately people have been hoarding a lot of these. I, I did not see. I saw the thing where uh, Ford and GM might start making ventilators because they have the capabilities. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw that Tesla. It, well, at first the news story was like they're making them, and then it was like apparently they just bought a bunch of ventilators and donated them. But I think they are converting to make ventilators too, which is really cool. No, te- Tesla wanted to make something different, and it uh, that was money. Um, they, they decided to make money. <laughs> Flamethrowers. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, they got a lot of government uh, bailouts, those motherfuckers. All right. So I, I wanted to provide a, a quick update because there was a story last week that was kind of ever developing where, you know, it was changing throughout the course of the week. So I didn't really know if we should talk about it because by the end of the week, I, I figured it would kind of work itself out. And it turns out it did. So GameStop. Um, so as of last week, GameStop had kind of been in the news. They were keeping stores open even in some places they're an that, essential service that, yeah well even in places that were in locked well not full lockdown but shelter at home uh, and they claiming they were an essential service um they then kind of changed their tune and did end up closing those stores right now uh, as of the time i am reading this to you guys uh they have closed all of their store locations um and then in some so basically some states, like in California, Nevada, they've shut down completely. Like they can't do anything, and that's just due to local government laws. But in, in other places, they've actually kind of they will do curbside pickup, so you can yeah. place orders using their online service. Yeah, you you can like place an online order and then go pick it up, similar to kind of what some grocery stores are yeah. doing, which is like, hey, that's less risky than going into a store. It's still risky. I found you that know. Best Buy is doing that too. And it's just like, all right, well, I don't I don't think you're necessarily essential, but I don't mind as long as this is how you're they doing They are, business. and I get ang- I, like, there's plenty of reasons to get angry at GameStop, and I'm not saying they're not inessential during the coronavirus, because mm. I don't know where I'm going to get a pickle Rick throw rug. <laughs> like, it, like, like, but, 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 but on. They also said, like, like right. people who were on those calls were, were sort of like, they're they're dying to exploit you selling your shit in an e- economic crisis. Well, I, I think to me it was, it was less about that and more about, like, it just shows you GameStop, it's no secret, has been going through a lot of financial struggles. And the fact that they, they I don't think they have a lot of a lot of wiggle room where they had to keep stores open as long as possible because it's like... I, I have some sympathy, but, like, they they, they, they said... There was a little bit of uh, emphasis that this could be our last hurrah if we're the last thing open, uh, the only place to get your games, blah, blah, blah. Maybe people would love GameStop again, but also, fuck off. Like, you're, you're, you're making a bunch of other people susceptible to all this shit. Like, like, like making these people come in every day. If you've been into a GameStop in the last two years, they're fucking empty all day. All day. Until someone brings in a fucking iPad and they give you you know what 10 percent of it and then sell it for like five dollars less than it's worth in the black market I, I encourage you go seek out there was there's a story on kotaku uh, a couple stories that were talking about 
how the company was responding to coronavirus and, and as things were developing. And yeah, even like their cleaning procedures and, and what employees were telling them. Um, I, it was fascinating. I, I, I still think they're horrible. GameStop is the closest thing to a national chain of pawn shops. And they thought it was it was essential that they stay open because we would all be in dire straits and have to sell our shit. Well, Fuck them. So here's a move, though. Here's a move that I think we, we do have to give them some credit for. So um, they, they came out and said they will be giving 80 hours of extra paid time off to any employees that closed or closing stores who are eligible for it and then two extra weeks of pay to those who aren't eligible for it. So they are... There's a lot of businesses that are having to shutter in this whole thing. It's just kind of like, hey, I'm sorry, we got to let you go. They're at least I wanna, giving I'll, I'll, some. I want to put in the fuck them and be like, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, that's so credit good. where credits due. That's that's a good thing. Um, not not every business can do that. So 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 good on them for for doing that. If you could pawn your trapper keeper, GameStop would allow that, and they would sell it for five dollars less than a new version. So, They're I mean, worst. all I'm going to say is, like, now has never been a time if you have not been buying your games digitally. Hmm. There's been a lot of sales going on right now. It is the I, safest I way to get your games imagine. by digital. I can't even imagine. And, again, like I tried to emphasize earlier, the things we're going to end up being used to by the time this is over will crater certain businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we, we, we have a, a, a bonus time sort of about that. Like, I didn't think... Trolls 2 World Tour would be the thing that destroyed the movie industry, but it might be. It might be. Could be. Um, so uh, s- another kind of final coronavirus-related story. So Square came out and kind of gave an early warning. We're talking about uh, this kind of relates to GameStop in that they warned of possible delays of the physical versions of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Not the digital, so it's still going to hit that new date. They moved back to April, but... Um, the 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 physical versions might face delays because of all these coronavirus concerns, which totally makes sense. I get it. Like they, hey, games are you know produced in China, you know, uh, even if they're able to get here now, are people there to basically offload the ships and, and let's get just them where they let's just go. say and and those boxes are produced in Mexico, which by the way, our current president wanted to build a wall around. And now we're going to be the ones running over it as we try and escape this country because <laughs> they don't have a fucking global outbreak. But 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 they 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 are sticking to their release date. That's the big news. Yeah, the digital version, like just yeah, they're not moving from the April tenth release date. And the only people I feel sort of sorry for are the I'm sure there's a disgustingly expensive special edition that you I don't know if you'll ever if you'll get. Before the game is, like, on Game Pass. So the way that Square has been selling those, because I get the emails, is it's direct. So I think those might mostly be okay where they're shipping it directly. So to if, you, if you pre-ordered a special edition version of the game, like, that version is sent to that store, and you'll definitely get your special edition. Well, don't quote me on that, because I don't think it's okay. through stores at all. I think it's it's direct from Square. Like, like I get the email, it's like, hey, do you want to order the $200 version of this? You order it from us, from this the online Square store. So who knows? But you're right. That that could very well cause a delay of those. No, versions. I, I think there's there's not a, a huge cause for panic in this in general. But Square sent out a message saying like we don't know. Yeah. Like uh, we we were sticking. To, but the exciting thing for gamers should be that it's it is done and it'll be released. Yeah, it's ready it's, to be released. The game is and not it can still delayed. be released. It's just physical versions might be delayed. So that's the and and, and and now I'm I'm I I have I. I never thought I would be exposed to more people who won't buy digital 
after working for Capcom, but I have been during this, and there are a ton of people who will not do that. But I think I've maybe... been on the digital wagon for a long time. Right? Oh yeah, this really yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. It's too convenient, too cheap. I get that. I get. I do get the cheap. Yeah. So I promised you a non-COVID-19 story. So this is related to Final Fantasy VII Remake. And this is Square just kind of confirming something. We had all sort of, I don't know, it it almost went without saying, but it's really interesting the way they described this. So producer uh, Yoshinori Kitase, uh, he explained why they needed to split Final Fantasy VII up into several different games. Um, oh, please tell me. And how many? Did he say how many games? No, they did not. They did not confirm how many. <laughs> and we you will, will play, all you will play $60, we'll get you through the demo of the, the, the PS1 demo. <laughs> so here's what's funny, because on its surface you're like, well, wait, this makes no sense. Um, he explains the original Final Fantasy VII had too much content to fit into one title comprehensively. Um, it originally shipped as part of one title comprehensively, but okay, I'll take that that face But it, But it was, it was multiple discs, and, and people weren't really doing, yeah. doing that yet, let alone, was it three or four? Uh, oh, I, I think I want to say it was three, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it might have Metal actually Gear was been two. two. The one that I, mm, man, it was oh. not two. It was at least okay. three. It was at least three. It was at least three, uh, 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 to my knowledge. But, so it was a big game. It, it really was. Well, okay, but but then he's saying the reason this is even bigger is that the fidelity they want to give you this game at, like the quality of this game, it's just going to be a huge game, even how they're splitting it up. And so they basically said, hey, um, they would have. If they were to try to ship that entire game, they would have had to cut certain portions of it in order for it to to fit and be like a reasonably sized game, which he know would have pissed people off. Um, in top of this, you know, cramming all those contents into one title would have prevented the team from really upgrading the graphics, and and they want to make this like super high fidelity thing, which I get. Now, here's the actual like real cool newsy part of this. This basically means more content because he was saying there were sections in the original Final Fantasy VII where the game would sort of skip over events and kind of just show you a black screen and then it would show, okay, later and you were meant to infer, oh, that must have been happening, you know, after during the game load or something. It basically they're referencing events that happened off screen that you didn't see. He's saying in the remake, they're going to show all that stuff like you're going to get to play through all that stuff that was just kind of mentioned before. So that's additional content. So that's really good news you're, for fans. You're telling me I can play the last version of the game and get the plot. <laughs> it's it's almost like playing through those, you know, those episodes of Final Fantasy 15 that came out that they just referenced in the main game that then they released as yeah. DLC. Oh, that horrible movie. Oh, my God. Not the movie. Not the movie. The DLC that came out later, like uh, the the episode Gladio and all that stuff that came out after the original game launch. It's like, oh, that's what he was doing. In that act of the game, that I would like—I would like everyone to refer to me as Episode Gladio from here. On <laughs> so, so yeah, this does mean more content, and you will—it'll be like getting a director's cut of Final Fantasy VII, where you get to play through the deleted scenes, which is kind of cool. So that is all the that news, gentlemen. Nice. That is fit to play in April when the digital version of Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out. Nice. And I love the Final Fantasy demo, but I—I I just want to. I've wanted to do a top five about this for VGA for some time, but I can only think of Sonic 4. Do you remember Sonic 4? What, what, what's the top five? The the four, like, it's it was a four episode, uh, it was promised to be four episodes. Oh, right, they released yeah. two, and they were so bad that, like, even fans don't bother Sega about it. 
And it, 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 it never <laughs> happened. Bother. Like, like there are two missing episodes that never yeah. existed, that never came out. And and no one's mad about it. And, like, we don't talk about it. Yeah, but this, this game is going to cost, like, a hundred times what that one yeah. cost to make. So they can't... Yeah, but I, I'm not sure they paid up. for the whole thing already. Hmm. Mm, they paid a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, to CyberConnect. But, like, uh, all this has to do is, like, to not meet, like, six million people buying it and like to, to not get another version i'm pretty sure we'll see a follow-up to this final fantasy oh, yeah. the, the demo was fucking awesome i loved it yeah uh i am on i am on board. speaking of awesome demos you guys play that resident evil 3 demo not yet no, no. did you it's pretty great except that like can can we make it so that i don't have to empty half my clip into every zombie's head to kill them <laughs> like this is kind of ridiculous either give me space to run around them or let me kill them <laughs> You liked it in the Doom intro, bitch. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not, you haven't learned the glory kill on those zombies yet, yeah. have you? If it's revealed to me, that game will be much faster. <laughs> I, I know how you guys feel about Resident Evil 2, but I, I, what I played of Resident Evil 3, it's like, man, that game, there are so many great things in this game that I think could be done better, whereas I think Resident Evil 2 is kind of fine. Mm-hmm. Even the older version, but like three, like, ooh, dude, like retouching this game. Ooh, that could be really fun. Yeah, Yeah, they've done a really good job with it so far, judging by that demo. So uh, run out and grab that if you haven't already. Try it out. And let's revel in our own nostalgia and never progress as humans. Yeah. Well, Well, actually, there's a lot of Capcom games on sale as part of, on both platforms, like PlayStation's having a March sale and Xbox is having kind of a, I think it's games with gold sale, but you can get a lot of the old, so uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake is on sale, as is Resident Evil 7, as is like 5 and 6 and all those, so if you haven't played those games, now's a good time to go grab those for cheap. Well, speaking of never progressing, we should progress onto the community <laughs> segment, uh, which is always sec- is segmenting our community. Oh, I thought you were saying our community had never progressed, Michael. That's just rude. That's just me. <laughs> Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was, uh, based on what's been revealed so far, which upcoming console interests you more? Uh, Leif, since you weren't here last week... Do you have an answer to that? Are you, are you a PlayStation Five guy or an Xbox Series X guy? Generally, I don't care because you know my because of my work. I used to just have them all anyway, so it yeah. didn't really matter. But I know, but, but you I, know hard you know hardware better than we do. Yeah, yeah that's true. But, but the thing is, I don't care that much. Head. Gun to my head, I don't give a darn that much about hardware. I think the Switch is the Wait, best which? console out right now. Oh. Uh, but uh, they. Um, I like the games, the exclusives that have been coming out on the PlayStation more, like God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn, which I knew was no on PC. The world is ending. Um, but uh, I, uh, but yeah, if they keep up that trend, I would do it. I, I actually kind of like the controller on the Xbox better, so that's one of the reasons why I like the the Xbox. But if I had to choose one, and you know what, I probably will because I'm actually kind of a normal gamer now. It would probably be the the PS5. You're a normal gamer now? Because I'm not, what you know, just like reviewing every single friggin' thing that comes out. Um, I can actually just choose. <laughs> uh, like, I, like it's to me, it's, it's I'm in the Game Pass system. It feels oh, crazy it to move on. Yeah, so. it, it feels it, like unless Sony offers something like that, I will go to Microsoft first. Even That's though, good. like, I'm, I'm shakier about... <sighs> I know what you're saying about the exclusives, but, but yeah... Um, did you, there was a leaked news story about like um, Spider-Man inspiring uh, a Daredevil and Wolverine game. 
Huh. That might might be coming out well, uh, a very linear Daredevil game and an open world Wolverine game. Hmm. We've never truly fair. gotten a good Daredevil game, and I remember the promise of one was always there. Were, there were so many interesting concepts flying around right around when like Brian Michael Bendis was writing the Daredevil comics. Right. I want to say it was it was shortly after Kevin Smith had done his run. And, well, it's, and it's, it's 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 as a, a comic nerd, uh, Frank Miller did the best thing for sorry for Batman at the time and then went to Daredevil and pretty much made Daredevil Marvel's Batman. So anything but that was that was anything, back in the eighties. I'm talking about when the video game the 90s. was going on was but, was but it's like but like the same mode the same thing Batman can do, so can Daredevil. Mm. Including the sensing shit. It makes more sense for Daredevil. Yes. Uh, and, yeah the and, Bat Vision stuff from those games? Absolutely. Yeah. And and and, and Daredevil became for a long time, Marvel's Batman. We really did. Uh, and I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited about that kind of shit. Nice. And, um, so moving on to the community responses from VideoGameApocalypse.com, Triskitable says, This generation, Microsoft announced that all major Xbox exclusives would be coming to PC and that major titles like future Halo and Gear sequels would be available on both Xbox and PC from day one. Given how excellent their support for PC has been in recent years, an unexpected change after the disastrous games for Windows days, I'm inclined to continue to support Microsoft by buying their games on PC, not Xbox Series X. Sorry, Microsoft, you made it too easy for me not to invest in you guys. But I suppose with all the money you get from the gate, my Game Pass sub... You don't really care. You won either way. I'll get a PS5 maybe. With multiplayer games and crossplay being far more common, I'm inclined just to invest in my desktop PC for the next gen. If Horizon Zero Dawn and Death Stranding on PC are any indication, I may not need to dip my toes into Sony's pool to enjoy their software next gen either. I think Thank that's, you, sort of, <laughs> that's sort of their, but that's the Microsoft long tail plan. They're a billion dollar company that has a bunch, they're irons and a lot of other fires. Mm-hmm. So the idea that like, we'll sell you cheap ass games on the PC and then like four Christmases from now, you'll have $150 Microsoft Xbox Series X. Like, oh, I can play it on my TV now? Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Spoiler I'll just buy alert, that. Microsoft has always been a software company that has shifted to become more of a right. services company. Total and hardware so, company. Yeah, the fact that they're more leaning into the services aspect of this rather than the hardware of selling a box, uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Also, I've met Triskitable in real life. He talks just like Michael was talking. It's <laughs> super annoying. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, and that, that, you know, that when I a- answered the question, that was one of the things I wanted to say. It's like, eh, I'll probably just paint one PC anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, so yeah, that, that's a good reason to stick with Microsoft. Game, Game Pass Ultimate on PC is awesome, by yeah. the way. And especially the games that share your save or you can like be playing on your Xbox and then go on your PC. Not every game does it. I found out the hard way, but, uh, that's, it's a really cool experience. Uh, Cold Pie says, next gen, I'm probably going with Xbox. I was a Nintendo kid growing up and played Xbox in high school and college, so the PS4 is actually the first PlayStation I've ever owned. I'm in Chris's camp regarding story-based games, so the only PS4 exclusive I played was Bloodborne. Meanwhile, I missed out on some of my favorite series this generation, like Halo and Forza, and I even wanted to play the new Crackdown. One other factor, which I don't see talked about a lot, is that I like the Xbox controller layout much more than the DualShock design. So, I'm planning to go back to Xbox for the next generation. Um, I talk about it all the time. The Xbox controller is far superior far to the superior. PS4 controller. It's way better. Especially Plus, if you get that Elite. Plus, they added another button. 
fucking drop the money for that elite baby and you are in gaming controller heaven it is worth it i can't i can't even imagine when i got the x like that controller was so fucking good it's good uh it's one of the best controllers i've ever ever used on any single system and uh yeah minor shout out to uh cracktown because it's like not great but it's also not bad Mm, it's fun it's more crackdown. Offset sticks, baby. Offset the sticks all day <laughs> long. It wasn't well, worth a ten-year wait, but like when you finally play it, like that's fine. Mm. Eh. eh, I haven't used mine since I broke the RB button. <laughs> you did? Yep. I can't wait to figure out what game that was. <laughs> oh my God. I did that with my Elite, and I ordered aftermarket parts wow. and did it myself. I did surgery, and it worked. Oh my gosh! Nice. I gotta try that. Uh, and on Twitter, Konami Man says, totally going to PS5. I'm just way too deep in the PlayStation ecosystem to make a switch now. I've always preferred the exclusives and the controllers and PlayStation consoles. Also, the rumors of the three series Sony's uh, wants from Konami is a big plus, too. I don't... I want to fucking swat that to the ground as horseshit. But, like... <laughs> but, like, uh, dude, Konami is such an easy buy for Sony right now. Uh-huh. You can get that for like literally tens of millions of dollars and make new Castlevania Metal Gear. Yeah. Well, their yeah. video game business, like sure, that's actually a relatively yeah. small part of Konami, the company. For real. Well, okay, just to throw this out there, I'm guessing the uh, health club and pachinko business that Konami has been running probably not doing so hot right about now. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to imagine right now in Japan, old people are, uh, I'm checking my watch, dying. Uh, and things Japan oh, makes money off of that aren't they new video games. Vegas. I can't believe they shut down Vegas. Right, that like like everything that's not a new video game that their their business is involved in is going to suffer from here on out until they change. And yeah, yeah, I get. I, sorry, I, we did we did we bring that up in another news story? I'm hammered. Please don't let me talk this long. <laughs> Uh, from Facebook, Philip Longway says, uh, I've not had an Xbox to date, so I have zero investment in their ecosystem. Game Pass is a cool concept, but they have nothing that I want that I can't get elsewhere. I really enjoyed the Sony Deep Dive. I'm also still in love with my PSVR, and Microsoft have stated categorically that that's not something they are entertaining at this time. Sony will have all the exclusive I want to play, like a PSVR 2 and the not-so-distant future, and I've been putting aside $10 a week since the PS5 was leaked slash announced. Philip! Philip, that is super smart. <laughs> wow! It feels like something my parents told me I should do and never did. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and that's something I hadn't considered uh, PSVR. I love VR. Um, not to the extent that Michael does. because hmm. I, Again, I don't know if I'll ever play Half-Life Alex mm-hmm. at this point. But uh, I, I feel like Microsoft has been a little coy with they will add compatibility for other VR systems, yeah. but they won't make their own. What was the, the what was the Microsoft thing that they showed off a couple of E3s ago where they had the Minecraft thing going? What was that called? Yeah. Uh, the lens something? HoloLens. Holo, HoloLens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like like I think a more powerful Xbox, you could just plug in a... No- it's, Sorry, Michael. This this Oculus. It's a PC. You can plug in. Plug yeah, it's like a PC. It's, it, it, it might be able to function like a PC. I don't know. Um, the PS PSVR will be very behind by this point, unless something really drastic is done. And it will cost us all a lot. We'll see. I, yeah, it it will. Like seriously, like you paid. We paid. All of us paid at least three hundred dollars for this weird controller. 
I, I don't think that any of the platform holders are making key strategic decisions based on the success no. of None. VR at this point. No. I think the better idea is work. to make other things compatible. Hmm. And I, I thought Microsoft always kind of like dipped its toe into that. We might make other things compatible on our system, but we're not interested in selling a VR helmet. Yeah, I think Sony did okay. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think they sold a lot of PSVRs, but in terms of priorities, uh, the opportunity cost of the VR stuff is just, eh, it's, it's That's like a nice to That's why you listen to show them. words like opportunity cost, things I haven't heard in like five years. Which sucks because you. like VR is... Unlike any other experience, it does it's feel awesome. like you're inside the game. You see everything like these massive things moving around to scale, and it, it's kind of awe-inspiring. Well, so w- here's the thing. They, their strategy, their early strategy, I was really on board with, which was let's get as many people making games for the PS4 to do VR experiences that are then kind of like attractions to help sell this PSVR. Like, hey, it's free. Most of them are free. And it's like, hey, you got to get a PSVR and, and you're buying the game anyway. So so play this thing and you're going to get this cool experience. They sort of got away with that. Like, you don't see that as much anymore, if at all. And it's like, I thought that was that was no, the I, way I, they I would sell more at, v- PSVR. At the end of the day, I'll tip my hat to Sony for just supporting the VR environment um, and making that a thing that more people could make stuff in. I lo- I think it's very interesting. It's expensive. I could never afford anything other than the PSVR. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love it, and I-, I want more people moving towards that. I, I don't want to go on too long about this, but I did. I wanted to get you guys read on this because I always felt like VR was sort of a Western thing. Like you- I don't, I don't feel like there's a ton of Japanese developer support for VR. Like there was I the couple. There was the Square things with Final Fantasy, and I know there was there was like a Hatsune Miku Ace game. Combat. But there's, there's not. I, I would say most VR stuff is coming out of the West, and maybe and so it, it well, was always I, weird to me I that Sony did support if, it. If it's sort of like the the skepticism that Japanese developers had toward PC, where it's like this is where all the porn is. It, We're it not is, developing dude, for that. You think your VR is good? Go to Japan. The porn industry—they have things you can fuck with your own dick. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll never forget. I, I was like Greg, who was on our show a couple weeks ago. I'm like, can you translate what the, this guy just bought? And it's like it was called the, the USB masturbation hole. Oh. And mm. <laughs> and it was like no shame in it. It's in a porn store. Who cares? Uh, what is but, it? They they call them ona holes. I think for like onanism holes. <laughs> USB masturbation hole. I want that to be my fucking DJ Chris, name. Chris, we've had this discussion. They're not getting my money until I can fuck something with your dick. All mm-hmm. right? It's, it, my dick's here. I'm good with my dick. That's possible. You want that fucking swole head? I got a fucking... I got a dick like the president. Uh, like, it's it's toad. <laughs> <laughs> just got a flap of flap of hair across the top. Just covering it's not so it much that it, it looks like toad. It just makes the same sound. <laughs> like... If, <laughs> <sighs> All right. uh, we have one, a couple more answers to get through. Orlando Anaya says, On the strength of Game Pass alone, I'm going with the Series X. I don't care that much about tech specs. They are similar enough that it doesn't matter. I'm True also that. not that concerned about exclusivity. If this generation is anything like the last two, most major releases will be on both. What I do want is Game Pass. I absolutely love this service, and it's enough to make me want to go Xbox. It, I think Game Pass is a series. Uh, Game Pass as a feature is, it overrules exclusives, especially the fucking. How many exclusives did we have this generation? 
It's yeah. less. It, it's like two Seven. dozen at the most. <laughs> they were good. Ones I'll, I'll here. How about I'll go on record and saying this: If Sony was able to make PlayStation now as compelling as Game Pass with with the first parties, like you get them day one and getting more games and all that stuff. They'll win this generation. Yeah, they, they sent me an email saying, like, Last of Us is leaving Game Pass. I'm like, well, so am I. Or like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, PlayStation yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like that, 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 they would win if they did that. I don't know why they're not doing it. Yeah. But it's like, if, if you came out with seven exclusives and Game Pass has 25 new games available as an exclusive to the system, why wouldn't you get that one? Yeah. Well, and anyone I've seen predict like, okay, who's who's going to win this next generation? Everyone who predicts Microsoft Game Pass comes up. Like it's that important. Like it's it is the winning argument for yeah. For it's, Xbox. it's the cross-platform behavior. The idea that it's not a closed ecosystem. That um, every one of your per. I, 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 I this is neither here nor there. But like, uh, my girl's a big X Men fan. I'm like, oh, I have the X Men arcade uh, game that I bought on 360, and I I found a way to discover looking up my old Xbox purchases and you can do that on Xbox One. You can't do that on PS4 at all. Hmm. Like uh, like yeah, it's really tough to find all that stuff for into your Yeah, it, it's just over. Anything you did in the previous environment is gone whereas Microsoft I thought was a kind of a full foolish move was to 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 lead up with backwards compatibility and I was just like, "Oh my god, like I have a ton of stuff I can download that yeah. I, I I bought 10 years ago." Yeah, I feel really cool every time I log into my Xbox and it's like games owned and it's in the hundreds, but a lot of that's because it's like 360 generation. You know, it's including all that stuff. So we have one more. We have a video answer from Full Install who says, Hey guys, it's Tom here from Full Install. I hope you're all doing well, keeping healthy, washing your hands, burning your clothes. But let's not talk about that. We've uh, probably heard nothing but that for the last week or so. So just something to look forward to new games consoles. Uh, the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, which ones, if any, if they actually get shipped, are we uh, going to purchase? For me, it will be the PlayStation 5. I really like Xbox as more of a brand than a service now, but I don't think I need the new hardware to uh, get the full experience. Uh, being a PC gamer with Game Pass on PC, there doesn't seem to be any uh, exclusivity. And with the new streaming services coming out, I think uh, I think I'm good without the console. If the, if the, um, the controller is anything uh, special, then I'll probably just purchase that for my PC, but otherwise... I'll be gunning for PlayStation 5. Uh, I had a weird thought about the PlayStation 5 the other day. I, I remember reading about how um, they were struggling to get the costs down. And then I saw that PlayStation 4, uh, you know that weird back button that they announced? I'm not sure if it's out yet. I haven't seen anyone talk about it. Yeah. I had a strange theory in my head that maybe they're going to release a, a console for £50 or dollars cheaper without a controller and that you need that back button to bolster your PlayStation 4 controller to be compatible. Strange theory, probably not true. But here's a question to you guys. Do any of you uh, use PlayStation Now? I, th- I seem to be the only person in the whole world that actually uses the service. It's really good. Uh, maybe it's I've just got internet good enough to actually stream the games. Um, I mean, I don't tend to stream too many of them because they can download anyway. And there's loads of games on there for you know for PlayStation Four. He recently added Control, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, loads oh, of uh, great ones. And of course, you can stream your PlayStation Three games. And a follow-up hmm. question to that. Do you think it will come to PlayStation 5? Uh, I can't imagine it would do right off the bat just for the sheer amount of games on there. It'd be great if it did, but um, I guess only time will tell. Um, and yeah, and the past few weeks you've been speaking about data caps. Um, not a thing over here. Internet is unlimited. I couldn't imagine having Fuck to ration out my internet data. Off. 
Uh, I do feel very sorry for you. <laughs> the amount of times I've installed a 150 gig game just to uninstall it because it was shite. Um, but yeah, anyway, keep safe, guys, and uh, look forward to hearing from you next week. You fucking listen to me, Fallen Star. We kicked your ass 200 years ago. We'll do it again. Easy, Maddie. He's not wrong. Easy. Yeah, he's, it's true. I, I wish I could do that, but I always get the sunk cost fallacy. It's like, no, that ate up a tenth of my bandwidth for this one. Uh. But in terms of PlayStation Now, like, yeah, I I have it. I don't really use it. I hmm. got it originally to uh, because I wanted to play Metal Gear Solid 4 on PS4. And then I realized, like, oh, this is really, like, this is artifacting like a YouTube video or something. It's not great. That might hmm. just be my internet. But, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've heard good things and, you know, willing to, to give it another shot. But. I, I am so excited. My road is, the road to my house is closed as of next week. Oh, wow. And we don't know what it is, but it, we think it's fiber. Oh, shit. Right. And, like, which is not a situation I had in San Francisco ever. <laughs> I couldn't get fiber at all. Which but, is that what, what it, what's going to happen is that the uh, head of the... Uh, of highway construction in your city has just had his fiber and he wanted to dig a big enough hole to no! shoot into. He's laying his own cable mm-hmm. as a result of his He's had his uh, bizarre regularity. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, I I've never subscribed to now, but I'm glad you did bring up the factful install because I think a lot of people don't know you can download the games yes. as well. Now, Michael yes. and Chris, you might know this. Um, is it all games, or are there certain games you can download, but not every game? I want to say it's PS4 games that you can download and PS3 games that you stream. To answer your question, Ooh. Full Install, about will they have now on PS5, I think absolutely, mm-hmm. yes, they will have it. Um, this is just, again, my speculation. I don't, I don't have know any why they knowledge there. Um, and because I think that's going to be a big play, they, they were finally talking about backwards compatibility and talking about those 100 most played titles, and then they went on to say eventually we'll have more titles. I think one of the ways they will make sure that message is out there and people are playing those games is through PlayStation Now. Yeah. Uh, so and, yeah. and I think like it's playable on PC now. I see no reason why it wouldn't be on PS5. That's another it, feature about it that no one talks about is PS Now is on on PC. Yeah. Like, that's so I, Obviously, insane. you can't download the PS4 games, but you can stream stuff, so... I know, but it's 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 the shittiness of American internet, and that's mm-hmm. that, that's what we're dealing with, and I don't know that that will ever change. Remember, during this whole coronavirus thing, they're like, we're, we're going to take away data caps. Oh, you told me data caps were to protect your infrastructure. Yeah. Your infrastructure. Well, they fine. they took away data caps, but then a lot of services came out and said, "Well, we're going to cap the quality of the video streams because we're you people are using up too much bandwidth." So it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Like I have to admit, like during the community segment, my call dropped. Luckily, it connected again. But my, uh, oh, you know, I was worried. Remember, I said at the beginning, "I'm late. Hey, <laughs> forgive me for my internet." Yeah, it actually caught dropped, but luckily no, it connected. Yeah. And you're uh, so fucking right. I'm, like if you hear hiccups here, like how the fuck do you expect the tenant? game to go yes and i am right in the middle of uh, san francisco going back to chris's comments so. yeah it, it, it like i cannot believe i have better internet options in florida than i <laughs> than i do in san francisco yep. yeah it's it's so funny it's it's the worst and um i think you're right we don't know enough about ps now hmm. uh and, and but we're all we're also I feel like we only sort of just learned that, like, oh, the games you download on Game Pass are not like 
the games with gold. You don't have these forever. Right. Well, I knew that since the start. I didn't know that. I mean, you I have them all. as long as they're on the surface, but they can leave. Yeah. I know, but I think they, they quietly delete them from my system to where, like, I don't notice. Well, they don't delete them. But they if, don't, if, and if that's you have them, you will yeah. just go back and try to play them, and then it'll say, like, you don't own this game. You yeah. need to buy this yeah. game. Yeah. I think they I need to do a better happening. job of actually removing them when mm-hmm. if they're Game Pass games that you don't own because, yeah, there's a lot of games I'm like, oh, I think I can play that anytime. No. Yeah. Or at least flagging it. Just put like a little icon in the corner like, hey, you, you need to buy this or mm-hmm. something, you know, like a little shopping cart. Yeah, it's just I, I feel like the exclusive thing for Sony will bite them in the ass because um, people on a budget will wait until the big exclusive comes out. And if you remember the PS4 launched, Knack 2, I'm not saying was not good. Hmm. That was but, not a uh, launch game. But it's, it, it wasn't a thing that, that drove people to buy the system. Whereas if you told people like, oh, you have all your games from your previous system and every new first party game. Why would, like if you're in the, the Game Pass ecosystem, why wouldn't you do that? Uh, oddly enough, I feel like one of the games that sold PS4 to people was the HD remake of a PS3 game of The Last of Us. Like that was yeah. a big first party exclusive the first several months of the PS4's life cycle. Life cycle and they, you know? they did a whole hour live stream and never once mentioned any new game, whereas mm. Microsoft sort of has in eh. like Halo will continue to exist. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've seen the next Halo. We know what it'll look like. Uh, at do? least that. Well, they, they showed a trailer at E3 last year. I forgot. So, yeah, of course you did. I forgot. But, but I but I also want to play Overcooked 2 mm-hmm. on my new system. <laughs> do so, it. But this is a good jumping off point for a new question of the week. Specifically, how have, like, a, a lot of us are under lockdown or shelter-in-place orders right now. This is just the new reality that we live under, at least for now. Uh, how has this affected your gameplay habits? Uh, are you playing more? Are you playing less? Are you finally clearing out your backlog? Or are you playing more of one system than others? I think in my case, I might actually be playing a little less because I've been working from home. And so the, the lines between work and home have blurred. But, Very important. Uh, oh, is that Very weird important. for you? <laughs> It is a little uh, weird, but, but I miss I, I'm, I'm managing it and just I, I feel like I'm actually more focused on work than I was when I had to go into an office. Well, God, good for you, because I am having a hard time focusing. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a really hard and like and not this is more of a bonus time conversation when you have other people living with you, uh, even your significant other. Like I go upstairs and like I'm like pulling my hair out like, what do I do? And like and she's like, baby, how can I help? I'm like, I'm in work mode. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if, if this was my office, I'd ha- I'd be able to, like, just go to my office. Like, I hate the idea. Like, I go upstairs and, like, just have to deal with human beings who aren't involved with my job. It's fucking crazy. It's making me nuts. Uh, am I the only one who's dealing with it? No, I, I think I'm... See, fortunately, I don't have to... Do, I have a roommate, but he largely stays in his room because he's sad. Uh, but uh, I... Uh, <laughs> But I, I don't uh, mean to laugh at that. I feel like a monster. <laughs> <I did. laughs> it was just the way he said it, because he said. But <laughs> I, uh, I sometimes wonder if I have like enough ADHD that it's like when I used to live with my, you know, my ex-wife. Uh, when we started, which we both decided to become freelancers. By the way, that was a very bad decision. Um, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was like we were always there. I was used to it because I'd been freelancing for a few years, but mm-hmm. it was always like, "Come help me and stuff," and it was. And I, 
it is hard for me to get into that work mode. I do not fall into it it's, easily. It's yeah. It's it's it, again. I think this is what we usually talk about on bonus time. But it's like uh like like baby, you look frustrated. What are you doing? I'm like I'm trying to think about the best song about boners to bring into this this segment. <laughs> and and like why are you so mad about it? I'm like I'm not mad. I'm just focused. I'm not used to you being here <laughs> and like having having to like talk to someone about this. It's weird. Yeah, I have zero sympathy for you. Try having kids. Yes, no, I no, but not, but not having kids. kids. I have. I I do not envy that. <laughs> but but like I always work from home. The idea that I'm working from home with more people now feels nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, to answer the question of the week, I have two specific ways this has been affecting my gameplay habits. So, number one. Um, at work, I'm fortunate enough. I, I, I have like a gaming PC, um, to, to run there at my desk and I've been utilizing and this, we're not getting paid. This isn't a paid plug, but I've been us- utilizing GeForce now to stream a game that I, my computer here at home cannot run. Um, so, but I was able, the beauty of it, because it's on my Steam, uh, file, I was able to pick up right where my Steam save left off and I've been playing that particular game. So I've been using streaming a little bit. Um, and then I'm also using it to clear out a lot of older titles from my backlog games that I, just wouldn't have had as much time for before because I, I kind of have a long commute and now I don't have that. And so I, I have a few JRPGs now that I have been able to, uh, to get going. And even, um, I, I picked up and started playing like Metal Wolf Chaos XD, like a game that I, you get, you know, we talked about it several times in the shows Richard! and I'm like, I need to play all the way through this game. And, and so I'm clearing, I'm finally checking off a few of those backlog titles and feeling really good about it. And, <laughs> And I talked about earlier, like Animal Crossing right now is my side piece. That is my game that I will just play a little bit every day and then put aside and do other stuff. And so it's like I got my my meaty JRPG types and then my side piece Animal Crossing, and I'm perfectly happy with that. I I, I think it's bizarre in, in that I I I like playing my Switch on my television, mm-hmm. and given that there are now two people who are here who were not here two months ago. Mm. We're now forced to be here. That the idea that like one of them can walk out of the rooms like, how's Blathers doing? I'm like, fuck. Like, <laughs> like they don't play games, but they know who Blathers is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, oh god, Go and so, like, I, he's sucking my dick right now. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, now that they have the TV, you have used handhold handheld mode more often, where you're, no, you're I, taking your switch with you. Also, have to like behave like a good roommate to where like I'm not utilizing the TV, but like the idea that like they they also said like, what are you doing out there? I'm like, I'm selling a guy fish. Uh, like it's the most annoying sound I've ever heard, and I've been playing Call of Duty like before this happened. <laughs> Animal Crossing is more annoying to my roommates. Oh, I had roommates in uh, was it Wild, was it Wild World on the, was the Wii version? They got mad City, at me because the City music folk. got so repetitive that they were like, "You need to not play that game so much." Well, yeah, like the, City City folk. Think that's. I, the I'm living with two tiny ladies who like cute things, and Animal Crossing is bothering them because of how I'm playing it. So I started to play more in handheld edition, which I, I never really do because uh, I've always been alone. <laughs> uh, yeah. But 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 yeah, it's it's very strange. You know, one way around that, uh, hook What's up that? a pair of wireless headphones to your TV. Yeah, I, my my TV doesn't have that capability, but uh, wish it did. Mm. Would be really nice. Does the Switch not do Bluetooth headphones? Uh, you can buy a thing that 
will bypass that and do blue. blue it's not. It's not They're expensive. Not it's box. like thirty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't do that. Yeah, out of the box. Uh, Leif, what about you? How have you changed your gameplay habits? I'm kind of like in Michael's position because um, I've been working at home, and we're you know, you know, I'm just trying to get articles out, and so it's just back to that freelancing thing where mm-hmm. work and play space are the exact same thing, and I always mm-hmm. hated that. And uh, so I haven't been doing what I have basically been doing is vegging out and playing MMOs. So that's basically what I've been doing. I wanted to play Which Doom Eternal. One? But I was just like, meh. So. Uh, what are you playing? Oh, Final Fantasy XIV. I, I got nice. like, super addicted to it. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I used to consider it like a really good alternative to like WoW, but with Shadowbringers, it, it is the best one. The problem with Final Fantasy XIV is all the good stuff is at the end, so you got to yeah. go through all that boring yeah. stuff. And so if you pick it up from like level zero without paying for a boost or something, you get. Well, I don't see what the big deal is, and I would totally agree with you. Yeah, but, I, I actually started playing that recently, and I was like, I kind of got as far as like the first town, and then I'm. Like it's two AM. I should turn this yes. off for now. I haven't gotten back to it yet, and then I got an email saying like your free trial is almost up. Yeah. Time to pay a subscription Time fee. I'm to like, pay your monthly. I paid for this game. Why do I have to pay yeah. a subscription I, fee? On I top own of that? that game on PC and I just yeah, it's like the monthly subscription I think really holds them back in that regard. Mm-hmm. I'm not that worried about the monthly subscription, but they do need to make that a way for like wow, you know, it's like okay, uh, you know, Battle for Azeroth is out. Here's your boost to level 80 or whatever it is, so you can yeah. skip all that other stuff. And that's especially important in this case. Yeah. Well, but with the, in this game, though, they would need a way for you to see all the story cinematics. Cause you like, can't do I that. Don't, you I can, don't want to skip all that. You've yeah. always been able to do that. You go into oh, really? any, you can go to any inn and you watch something called like the never ending story or something, and you can watch literally all of the cinematics. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But like even the cinematics are better in Shadowbringer, and the story yeah. is better. Like you actually, you have sympathy for the. I, I, I said this in my review for PC World. It was like Shadowbringers is the the, the the expansion that finally, you know, there's no reason to discount this from a regular numbered Final Fantasy game. It is finally just as good. Yes. They finally brought the shadows. I got you. You know, I I will say on 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 one side, like I. I don't feel as bad about indulgently binging on on games I don't normally play. Like I, I told you how much I like Call of Duty Warzone. I normally don't have that kind of time to play a constantly online game, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. now I do because <laughs> I will. Uh, like in my state, I will be arrested if I'm caught out of the house between eleven and eleven p.m. and five a.m. Arrested? Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Like uh, that's right. You that's got a where, curfew now. We have a mandatory curfew. Oh. I, I think we um, get ticketed in California. Is, is oh, they said they said arrested, but it's also Ooh. a bunch of hicks here. Oh, I was so. thinking about walking to the store after this. Hmm. Don't do that. And and, and 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 also the other weird thing in terms of my gaming habits, like I like playing on the screen, and the Switch is nice that I can do that, and I don't PC game much anymore. But every day, if you if you were to come over to my house, there are three people who are on our back porch, all looking at their phones, being like reiterating news all of us have already read and then the president will make a daily address on the television and we all watch that and meaning that I can't play games for like 90 minutes yeah and uh, well you you need your daily laugh and then a good cry afterwards I gotcha oh no no I wish we had someone more capable of comforting us and like uh, staying on topic and reading (laughs) but but it's it's always like facepalmy but like 
what else are we supposed to do? Like, we pay attention now to a daily address as if it's fucking John Hurt from V for Vendetta. It's fucking weird. It's so weird. Yep. Michael, did you say how your habits have changed that much? You just said yeah, the home I'm, office. I'm thing. playing less because, yeah, I'm, I'm more focused on okay. work. But, like, yeah, obviously oh. Animal Crossing has taken a big chunk out of it. Uh, part of the problem with Half-Life Alex that I didn't talk about was that um, – so since I've been staying home, I wear disposable contacts, like monthlies, and I've had no reason to pop those out. So I've just been wearing my glasses this whole time, and my glasses do not fit well into the Vive. So I have to kind of, every time I use it, I have to like sort of push my face into it, and then like when I take it off, I have to pull my glasses out of it. And pop them back on my face, so it's it's sort of a hindrance to fully enjoying virtual reality. No, I, I know exactly what you're talking yep. about. Yep, I man. go through that all the time. <laughs> it sucks. Fun. Yeah, at first when you're like, when I'm, since I've been home, I've been, I've been wearing. I'm like, don't say adult diapers. Don't say adult I diapers. I would don't never say- wear adult diapers. <laughs> I would rather shit myself. Come on. And again, this is bonus time conversation. Like the person staying here brought a random stranger over, and like we had to deliberate over whether that was allowed. Mm-hmm. That's it, that's it, some zombie it, shit right there. Yeah, it's, it's like all this. If, if you're feeling nuts, if you're feeling crazy, remember it's not you. It's not you. This is the craziest thing. I, I as the oldest person in America who just turned forty, <laughs> uh, like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And my dad agreed, and he's older than me. Yeah, um, my, my so dad said so too. He's like, we, I've never experienced anything like it's this. It's not. It's not you. And our buddy Charlie shared something that made me gave me a little hope that just was like uh, have a little more patience with yourself you've never gone through this before and have a little more patience with other people because they haven't either yep. mm-hmm. and and really remember that because we've had like really weird arguments in this house just by having to be around one another so much Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and, and with people out of work and yeah it's fucking odd hmm. alright so how have uh, lockdowns, shelter in place orders, whatever affected your gaming habits you're playing more you're playing less what are you doing let us know go to vidgegameapocalypse.com and answer in the comments under episode 360 or you can hit us up on facebook at the official laser time facebook community uh there'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on twitter at vg apocalypse so uh let's go out with some plugs leif uh remind us where can people see your writings Hey, I'm Leif Johnson. I write for Macworld. Um, and so we're, you know, publishing stuff, a lot of stuff about working from home right mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun. And I occasionally write about games for uh, PC World. I'll have uh, something about a MMO coming up, I think, next Ooh. week that I'm not allowed to talk about right now. Ooh. But uh, so there's that. So yeah, Macworld and PC World. You can also look me up on Twitter. That's Leif Johnson, um, L-E-I-F Johnson. So yeah. And you're on one or more of those podcasts, yeah? Yeah, I'm uh I I sometimes show up on the full nerd but not that often like once a year. <laughs> yeah, but it's mainly the macro podcast. Never go full nerd. Just go half nerd. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's too late now. All right, Chris, uh, your turn. Yes, baby. Uh sick of Star Wars. You can hear the beginning of that um and I'm pretty sure all of you can hear the beginning of that. Um I just I don't feel comfortable plugging something for the patreon in this environment so you were all desperate for stuff to do and if you care enough about star wars we'll have something free for you guys so mm. no worries um and 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 
a, a lot of free stuff. And, and, and basically, I don't know if you even care that much, but I, I want to, uh, as long as the money holds up and I don't have to go, like, fucking shovel shit against the time for Amazon, I would like to do more stuff uh, through YouTube and streaming and Patreon, Patreon and all that stuff. Um, let's try and entertain one another is what I'm saying. Yes. Um, uh, like patreon.com slash laser time. I don't want to make it exclusive to patrons, but more people get alerts for that than, than our website. You guys know our plight, right? Sorry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's like, let's start talking to one another a little more and like, um, reducing our own insanity meters by just talk like, like simple conversations now are the best fucking solution to all this. And the more we can incorporate you guys, the better, I want to promote patreon.com slash laser time, but I also want to do as much as possible to, uh, anything I can do. I, 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 like we, we even looked into it. Like I could, it's very hard to volunteer for even the red cross right now, but we can make more stuff for you guys, you know? Um, and that's what I'm hoping to do. And more laser times, everything hitting at the right time. That's what I'm trying to do. It's it all feels like chaos, but um, we're, we're we're trying. And uh, this the sick of Star Wars uh, premieres this week with a, a a preview episode, only because the episode is one of the longest things we've ever done in my life. And I wouldn't I would never ask you to listen to a three hour podcast. Other than so. this one, yeah, this is a pretty long one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for yeah. Like no good. Cut me off. That's good. Uh, like this is getting a little long. Sorry. Sorry. So so hang on and, and don't be bored. On 302010 this week, we celebrate, among many other things, the the 30th anniversary of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That movie rules and is on Netflix. And we have a commentary for it on patreon.com slash lasertime or lasertime.bandcamp.com. But there are new ways to watch Netflix with one another, you know? And either if we don't do something, I encourage you to find that plug in and do it with one of your friends. That movie is amazing. It's really fun. Uh, it's, 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 it's one of the best kids movies I've ever seen. And, uh, and we also have a coronavirus spectacular for you guys. Over a hundred movie commentaries. Uh, man, everybody like just find something to do. When you start feeling nuts and you want to yell at the person next to you, remember you've never gone through this before. You're a little nuts. <laughs> uh, maybe disappear into a podcast. Hmm. One of those podcasts could be Cheap Podcast, the Laser Time Network's unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. T.L. Foster and I have been talking about this weekend. Oh my gosh, this weekend's WrestleMania and kind of how we're going to cover that. Um, we're trying to work get around some work schedules right now, but we will get you guys something. So check that out on the Twitter at Cheap Podcast, and then check me out. I am at Maddie C. Allen. I want to join you guys for that. That, that. that is the most surreal thing. The wrestling right now is, in my opinion, the hardest hit of the entertainment industry. It's so weird with no audience. It's the <laughs> weirdest thing I've ever seen. They can't move on. Why it's wouldn't they both... play music at least? It's it... the, They need the music for sure. To, to hear to that clip of Stone Cold Steve Austin yelling what to no one. What? 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 And what? then that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, you can visit us at vigigameapocalypse.com. Check us out on Twitter at vgapocalypse. And follow me personally on Twitter at wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. What? Huh?
I watched. I watched. Uh, the, uh, my friend was dating a Mormon, and I heard on NPR about this all Mormon studio that had just started up like 15 years ago. And I'm like, dude, I want to see some of these movies that are like made just for Mormons. And like, this dude has a backslide. In the montage of his descent, he orders a single beer from a bar and Ooh. goes into a video rental store and it's like, Die Hard, have this back in three days. And that's a sad music plays. That <laughs> that was his descent. Renting Die Hard. Wow. 